cold missing? Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Oh, yes. <clears throat> All right. I'm 20 minutes in my record, so that's actually interesting. Okay, let's do this. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> <excuse> me. <clears throat> All right. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Andy. Hey, now. And then all the way down under, Mark Ritchie. Good eye, boys. How you going? Hey, Mark. Hey. What's up? Oh, how's it going, man? Yeah, good, good. It's been too long. So, uh, yeah, good to be on the show and catch up with you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Uh, so this is episode number 142, Listener Series Volume 15 with Mark Ritchie. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad uh, you could make it, Mark. Yeah, no, me too. Um, this is like a huge but, achievement for me to speak to somebody on the other side of the planet. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh. You take that one off the bucket list, Kev. It's cool. Yeah. Other side of the planet and other, other hemisphere, too. <laughs> yes. So that's awesome, man. <laughs> um, all right, so let's catch up with everyone's week before we get to the, get to know Mark a little more. Uh, who would like to go first? Andy, you want to go first? Um, sure. Do you want me to go I really first? Have, I'll go first. Okay. I'll never go first. i really haven't done much just been working uh Mm -hmm. trying to get stuff ready around here uh i did get out and fly my gasser uh once last week but kind of uneventful so really not much to talk about there and i still haven't simmed any i know i said i was gonna start (laughs) simming yeah i know i said you inspired me kevin but apparently i lied and i still don't sim because i suck (laughs) <laughs> uh i wanted to ask you so when you, when you said you flew your gasser so so you basically flew all day right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i fueled it up uh, got it the up. lawn chair out yeah, got a glass of lemonade and put 40 autos later 10 yeah. hours later <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> that's awesome so you didn't have time to sim with all that flight time. that's right that's right yeah the gasser <laughs> is my sim it is that's okay. awesome <laughs> what do you got a whiplash yeah, the uh, the new Whiplash uh, G2 or whatever they call it. The the yeah. newer one, updated and everything. Nice version, yes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it does pretty good. I'm, I'm looking forward to the cooler weather in the winter yeah. time. It really flies good in the winter. Now, this is going to sound like a stupid question, but coming from me, aren't they all? Um, does that thing have a freaking <laughs> – it's got a spark plug on it, right? It's like a regular It motor? does. Okay. Yep. It's the same kind of engine would be in like a chainsaw or a weed Slapper. eater, something oh, okay. like that. Yeah, but they just soup them up a little bit. Yep. Well, yeah the the tuners take them and they balance everything, um, true up everything so that it runs smoother. Um, adjust the porting on the intake and the exhaust to to you know move the power band around a little bit and get a little more power and and but the biggest benefit is is the balancing. They true the crank and yeah. uh, oh, everything, okay. right? Like yeah, all the sometimes lighten the pistons, mm-hmm. um, and then sometimes they bore bore it out. Or I think what they're doing now is doing the like a stroker crank, like adding a millimeter or two millimeters. Yep, uh, to get a little bit more of a stroke. Oh, wow. Just so you get a little bit more displacement, a little more power. Basically, yeah. I was gonna say we definitely need to get you know. 
um, Carl Shirley on the show and talk about gassers. It's, he's uh, the guy to go to. Yeah, he's he's the gasser guru. Well, I just had basic questions like, do you buy the kit first and then buy the motor or the engine? And then can you do it that way or do you have to buy everything all at once? Yeah, act- the, the whiplash is actually a, a complete kit. Uh, so it'd be just like if you were building a nitro, you get the kit and then you buy your engine and then put your electronics in. Okay. Um, then the others like the goblin gassers and the, uh, yeah, the conversions. Yeah. There's a lot of, di- a lot of conversions where you actually have to take a donor model, like a goblin 700, whatever. And then you throw the frames away and a bunch of stuff. And then you get a whole new set of frames and it, it converts an electric model to a gas powered model. If that makes yep. sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard of that. I've only seen a few of those. Yeah, they're they're pretty popular. I mean, uh, I mean, you've seen them. them around. If you think about all the uh, the T Rex gassers you've seen, like what Kyle flies, mm-hmm. those are all conversions. The oh. T Rex. Um, I'm I'm building a uh, Synergy N7 conversion mm-hmm. to make a gas out of it. Yeah. Um, Got one for the 766, uh, the Goblin, uh, an Agile 7.2. Yeah. Um, what else? I would, I would say that the most, like, the most gases you see out there besides, like, miniature aircraft is a conversion. Like, there's not many yes. out there. Well, min- yeah, the miniature aircraft whiplash, uh, as of right now, is the only, you know, factory built, right. like, mm-hmm. intended for gas. Yeah. Kyle has you talking about Kyle Schneider, Steve? Yeah. He has a whiplash. He definitely well, has he, the whiplash, but he probably has the the conversion too. No, I I mean well he has he has an Align seven hundred gas or conversion. And then he has I believe his whiplash I think he has a nitro version. Oh okay. he might have the gas version too though. I don't know. But I think he, he was yeah. flying that up at Chris's thing, up at Rochester. Yeah, Rochester is flying a T Rex. That was kind of that's that's his kind of go to gasser. He flies um, that more than anything else that I noticed. But yeah, yeah, we definitely got to do an episode on gassers, and I'll definitely reach out to Carl, um, Carol for that. So yeah. I definitely got to get together and do some simming. Cause yeah, I, that too. I've inspired Andy, but S- yeah. not enough. S- it seems simming, swimming, whatever. I have, to, I have to inspire him a little more. Get to the sim. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! Well, now I have to, I guess. Yeah. Arnold will come over and beat you up if you don't. I know. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm get my ass beat. Yeah. All right. Let's let's catch up with everyone else this weekend <laughs> and get to know Mark here. Right. Mark sitting idle waiting. <laughs> well, dude, I'll, I'll go next. Okay, go for it. So I didn't get a chance to fly because it was raining. Like, dude, like it sucks. Raining, raining, raining yeah. in. In Jersey in the Northeast, mm-hmm. uh, just all weekend, kind of sucked. But I was doing some simming like crazy, man. I'm still doing that hour a day at least. And um, yeah, dude, I'm really enjoying it because I'm discovering different things and got the backwards flying down, enjoying that on the sim. And now I'm starting to do my inverted forward flight more. I was doing a little bit of it, but now I'm doing just so much more. I'm I can turn tight circles now, which I couldn't before. And one thing that I, I really was amazed at was that the amount of positive pitch I need flying inverted, like when you go into corners, it really blew my mind because 
I was kind of moving the sticks and flying the radio. I wasn't flying the model, so it would get out of control. But once I started to say, hey, wow, it's it's really coming up as I'm making a turn and forcing myself to get positive, I was shocked at how how little negative I actually needed and how more positive. It's, it seems weird, especially in the yeah. corners. A lot, lot of people need to this, – this is one thing that I kind of learned a little bit earlier on that, that I want people to kind of try to wrap their minds around is when you're pulling hard on the, on the cyclic, you don't need as much collective. There's a balance between cyclic and collective. Yeah, definitely. And, and a lot of people at, when they first begin, like I was myself, you know, you pull in and you go knife edge and you freak out. So you do you, – you know, you, to keep the heli up, you think you have to give a lot of collective. To like push the heli through the turn, but you can just, just makes you go faster and faster. <laughs> yeah, it just makes you go faster and it gets yeah. out of control. But you can just tighten up your turn by leaving your left stick and just take your right stick and push harder on that, mm-hmm. and it works, you know. And that, and that's actually I think the basis or very rudimental basis of like collective management is to not do too much yeah. of either. Yeah, I get one to a time. certain point where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm actually flying really smooth. You know, I'll get like a. If I'm simming for, like, I'll sim through an album, so I don't know, it's like 40 minutes to an hour or whatever, but I'll get like a 10-minute, 15-minute, you know, area in that time frame where I'm actually really smooth and I'm going back and forth, flipping over, rotating, a lot of smooth stuff, and I actually like that better. It looks better, and it seems I'm more in control that way, too. Yeah, Yeah. because you are more in control. (laughs) But I mean, but after flying inverted forward for a while... I'm I'm able to hover mm-hmm. tail in no problem. Now I have to concentrate less than I, you know, I was concentrating a lot at first, but now it's becoming se- mm-hmm. second nature. I'm starting to do the pyros, starting, yeah, to starting to do the slow pyros where mm-hmm. I can, you know, get myself out of problems. And I'm just having a good time with it, man. I I really want to awesome. I want to just go out to a field and try things out. You know, not where I'm out of fun flying in front of a lot of people just in case, you know. Things get crazy, and I gotta yell duck mm-hmm. and cover. Uh-huh. I got, I gotta run like Calvin. Yeah. Watch yeah. out! With the helicopter chasing me. <laughs> but I also worked on my <laughs> nitro. I broke that yeah. out of cold storage. That was in a time capsule in the back of my shed. You have a nitro? Yeah. Yeah, news to me. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Indiana Jones in the cobwebs, man, trying to find this thing. And then, uh, yeah, so I brought it because yeah, all the rain, you know, I'm like, I'm going to bring something in the garage and, and rip it apart. And I didn't even remember that I shredded the main gear. I sent Steve a text and he's like, yeah, dummy, don't you remember you coming down and you shredded the main gear? I was like, oh, geez. So I ordered some parts for that. That was the last time you flew it. Yeah. And then I ripped apart the starter. Also, 3D printed the same kind of uh, setup that you have, Steve, but I got to figure out what I'm going nice. to do with the button because I have a button that can handle the current. I just got to figure out how I'm going to mount it. I might have to custom, you know, design a 3D printed thumb piece or I don't know. So mm-hmm. let me ask you, yeah. both both uh, wires are, are off. There's no battery connector on this starter at all. And because I'm stupid and another stupid question is about to come your way which way does the starter motor rotate because i can probably hook it up where it rotates either way yeah so you can yeah you can yeah you can just switch the polarity so it doesn't matter the starter is a motor it doesn't care which way it spins um it for you to start like i guess if you're looking 
If you're holding it looking down, it should be counterclockwise. So if I'm pointing the the cup at the at my feet, it should rotate counterclockwise. Yes. Yeah, if you're looking at it, it should be clockwise. Like if you're looking, looking at the cup, at the like cup. head okay. on. Because I'm probably yeah, gonna get this together in in one piece before I even get the parts in for the the helicopter because I needed the the cup and you know a couple of pieces and and that was a real mm-hmm. bitch to get off man I was heating that thing up and banging that out and oh my god it was really yeah bad. some of, some of the bolts on that heli was very tight like I don't think I took the main blocks apart because it was just like I couldn't get it off but everything else I tore you it can't off can't get the uh, yeah the main bolts out of out of the bearing blocks. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. get those out of there. I might have to cut a slot in those or figure something out. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird though because the shroud, the fan shroud, the motor's fine until I put the last bolt in, and it kind of pushes the motor forward, you know, ever so slightly to where it hits the the fan actually hits the shroud a little bit. And I think I mentioned this before, but I'm just gonna run it and <clears throat> let it wear mm-hmm. in, I guess, a little bit. No, don't do that. <laughs> well, how can I fix it when it everything's does, set? That the, the the key is um, the fan shroud can move. There's like it's like the bolts that um, on the frame they're like they're open, so the so the frame should have like an open area where the fan shroud can move no, a little. Not, not I read, dude. It's the 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 bolts no? have that little uh, you know flange shoulder, yeah, shoulder that where they see in, yeah. and it just sets everything. Because I tried that, I tried that initially. Mm. Yeah, because there should be a, it should be able to adjust it somehow. I know on the N7 that was the last one I had an issue with fan shrouds um, rubbing. I had to like you can like the bolts holes are bigger, so you kind of move it around, hold it in a certain spot, and torque mm-hmm. it down. The the Goblin was I don't know what they do, but that thing was fit perfect, like no adjustments. Well, there's there's two blocks on either side so, that hold the actual motor to the frame. And I could probably pull those out and see if there's shims in there or or just file yeah, them yeah, down yeah. a little bit because that'll move the motor back a little bit. Yeah, but wouldn't you need those to set your mesh for your pinion? Yeah. Like if you move that, your mesh yeah, will be Yeah, you don't want to move the, oh, right, right. the motor. You just want to move the shroud. There's got to be a way to move it or maybe adjust it or... Or find where it's rubbing and take a Dremel to it. But don't let the fan do it because then you're going to... Put wear marks and unbalance your fan, oh, yeah. and it's plus vibrate like crazy too. Plus that, and then secondary, like if you get like if it starts to shred dust of plastic and it gets into your engine, because there's no filter, yeah. you know, it's gonna suck it right in. Ugh. So that's not good either. All right. So welcome to Nitro. Be back in the shed for another year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's like screw this thing. You're going back <laughs> in the shed. Or you know, or just come over one day with the just the the frame and the motor and the fan, like you know, like no tail boom, no head assembly, and we'll figure it out. We'll we'll All work right. it out and figure out how we could you know. Can you shave dremel? It can you dremel the holes in the frame a little bit? To- you, de- you definitely yeah, could. You could, do you could that, drill those yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So my big news is that there's only one other person on the planet as of now that knows what I'm about to tell you guys, and it's that I bought another helicopter. No way. Come on. What? Yes, I did. What do we got? I bought a Logo 550. Nice. Yes, sir. A Logo 550. Nice. Yes, I went on to a Ooh. bunch of different sites, and mm-hmm. a bunch of sites were out of stock. So I said, let me give Inverted RC a try. So I tried those guys, and they had it in stock, and uh, I got it like uh, about three days later. Three, no four way. days later. Yeah. And I started putting it together, awesome. and it's really cool. 
it's really cool kit, man. I I, I got the you know the frame together. Isn't already. it the same as your six ninety? It is, but it's but I didn't put yeah. it together. I took it apart. No, six hundred length boom on it, Kev. No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it five fifty for now. Yep, yep, yep. And which canopy came in your kit? The canopy is like the logo seven hundred style. It's not the yellow one. Yeah, it's one? not the SX style. Yeah, it's yeah, a newer, it's the newer style. style okay. Yeah, yeah nice. I kind of like the SX tail. You know, bubble orange. Oh tail, yeah, yeah, the orange yeah, tail fin and you do. I do like that because that's what my six ninety. You is. can do but, that. Yeah, you can put that yeah. on there though. A lot, you know. I know folks that like convert it over. That's fine. But uh, yeah, so I'm slowly a flight like that. Mm-hmm. I got my uh, servos. Got my BK servos for that, and I just have to get a. Uh, Gotta get figure out what kind of motor I'm gonna put in that because I know I'm gonna do a hobby wing ESC. Why don't you, you do a Tribunus? Sorry. Yeah, why don't you put a 130 in there? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I will. It'll probably be around the same price as your 130 hobby wing and. Yeah, they're thing. pretty close. Those yeah, two and and the great part about it is you don't need a UI sensor, so you have your full telemetry and full setup mm. of the ESC through your uh, control. That's true. Yeah, I should do that. It's, and then if you go Scorpion motor, I mean, come on. Make George's even more happier. <laughs> I was going to say, go ahead and put a Scorpion motor in there while yeah. you're at it. While you're at it. Are you going 6S or 7, or um, 12S on there? You're going I'm 6, right? 6, yeah. 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 So you get like a, like a same motor I got for my Goblin 500, something like that, like a, a 40, 20, 1100 kV Scorpion. It's super cheap, too. The motor's like not, not expensive at nice. all. Yeah, because yeah. I want to get to, I mean, a point where... I like the little Oxy, the 285 or the 255, one of them. I'm just make a choice. Mm-hmm. Got the Oxy 4. I figure this is a good intermediate size between the uh, Oxy 4 and the 690. And I really love my 690. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so. No, it's good. No, that's not. Yeah, that's 550s are like one of the most perfect sizes for like a practice, Haley. Yeah, yeah. And my wife went down to Atlantic City and I was like, well, then the hell with it. I'm buying a helicopter. <laughs> you can awesome. spend money in a casino. Nice. Yeah. Sure. At least. <laughs> At least I got something out of it. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get a lot more enjoyment than, you know, yeah. twenty seconds of did I get ah oh! yeah. <laughs> Damn it. So that's what I've been up to, man. It was it was a good week even though I didn't get a chance to fly. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. Congrats on the yeah, man. Thanks, man. All right. I guess uh, I'll go with my week and then we'll we'll kinda catch up with Mark and then go catch up right into the main topic right into the main topic yep i'm about 99 percent done with the ft edge um build i have basically the aileron you know linkages to do and then do the mini v-bar setup on it and put a prop on it and that's pretty much it everything else is done it's all kind of built up and i do need to get some new wheels for it because the the you know, foam board wheels are like terrible. So mm-hmm. I had to get a little two inch wheels. I'll just go to like the local hobby shop and pick up some Dubo yeah. two inch wheels. Um, on the Goblin 500, I did do the Lynx dampeners. Yeah. I got pretty aggressive with that heli at uh, the Jamboree and I did do a little blade strike. So I'm like, ah, maybe that's why Lynx includes this, uh, these dampeners with their stretch kit. Dude, dude, what the hell do you do? <laughs> Every helicopter you have, you boom strike the damn thing. <laughs> well, I've never. You're the you only know, person I've ever heard that boom strikes every single heli he has. So I've never boom strike any of my 700s, but <laughs> I've never thought I would boom strike a 500 because no, you know it's just not. Yeah, so you're just too I'm hardcore. Boom strike an oxy two two eighty five, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> 
He's just too hardcore for these missions. Too hardcore. And yeah, I think it's my freaking uh, Elleron elevator TikTok move. I think that's where because I pull really hard on both, you know, uh-huh. both sticks for yeah. for that move for that for the helicopter not to fall. So yeah. it's like I'm I'm you know clearly you know my pic- no, but not even now clearly like my picture is in the dictionary for stick banging for that move. It's just like <laughs> fully full ends of the stick. Do they know? make metal uh, metal bushings you can put in there? Titanium dampeners. Yeah, right. No, don't do that. No, that blade will come shooting off. Yeah, but uh, you know, so that's. I'm guessing that's that's why those are in the kit. So you know, I I didn't want to install it before just because I was like, I had like four, like I don't know, at the time before I stretched, I had like eight flights on it. Why am I gonna change the dampeners on eight flights? Well, maybe because the the goblin dampeners are just O rings. For the stock ones, so these are like the actual Delrin, you know, hard plastic dampeners. So yeah. we'll give it a try. I'll do my same move. I still got those blades on it, and they're still flying perfect. So you know, if I crash it or break the blades or boom, I don't care. You know, I got I'm gonna more. start calling you Steve Asadi. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that, that puts me in a different level. And I am nowhere near that guy's. <laughs> Steve Boomstrike. Yeah, Boomstrike Steve. <laughs> yeah, Boomstrike Steve. <laughs> Um, and then besides that, I simmed a little, you know, I did a little bit of simming the other night and I don't know, does the sim, I feel like I'm, I don't know about you, Kevin, you're, you're doing, you're at the stage where you're like, your simming is growing, like you're developing your skill set. I'm simming and I'm like, I'm doing stuff, but I feel like I'm doing the same stuff and I'm like, Hmm, I need to try something different. So I, I got to revisit the way I approach the sim and not just like, be comfortable and do the move maneuvers that I do right off the bat that I do in real life now. It's to like go in like, okay, this is a move I don't know how to do. Let me practice right. that. Like, you know? Dude, I'm not, I'm not discovering, you know, new things every minute I'm simming. I mean, there's at least, I'll have at least 10 minutes where I'm like, okay, I think I'm doing the same thing over and over again, or most of it is over and over again, the same thing. But it just, for me, it's repetition and, and uh, getting more comfortable with stuff and now noticing you know, my horizon level and where the hell he is trying to keep things even. Mm-hmm. That That's what you should do on the sim. Yeah. You know, repetition over and over. Yeah. And Steve, you don't have to have a plan when you sim. <laughs> but it helps. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. Yes, yes. All right. So, Mark. Hey. First, we'll give you a couple of minutes. You know, tell, about, tell us about your last, you know, maybe week or so. Uh, coming up to the show, you know. Yeah, sure. So um, looking back over last week, we had a, another great day out at DACA last weekend. Uh, spring is here. The days are starting to warm up. Uh, so it was a, a good good uh, turnout on the weekend. Been doing a little bit of work on the sim. We're working on uh, funnels at the moment, trying to get them a little bit more locked in and a little bit more consistent. So mm-hmm. that's something new to me is uh, trying to get into those funnels. Uh Camouflage whiff's been um, hammering into them and egging me on, so um, it's getting me in there and still working on inverted flight, uh, a bit like Kev there, working on my inverted forward flight is uh, where I've been going and it's starting to come together. Nice, nice. A uh, little, little two, 250 um, aligned, little 250 DFC. Um, I built that some years ago and had it in an F3C fuse for a couple of years and it was something nice to take to a fun fly and scoot it around and got a bit of attention. You know, you don't see a lot of the little ones in in that F3C fuse that Align did years ago, mm-hmm. but it never flew really well 
in that fuse. It was just too heavily loaded and you can't really choose much in blades for those little helis. So I pulled it out of the fuse earlier this year and converted it back to pod and boom. And it's only had a handful of flights and I'm still trying to get that set up to feel right. Um, it doesn't feel right on the collective. It's got a Neo in there. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's like you lift off into a hover and it's locked in and it feels feels nice. But then when you start to get into collective, it's like the ends of the collective are too responsive and around the centre is too doughy. And that's with about 12 degrees plus or minus on it. Yeah, like you have um, X or something in your collective channel. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty pretty basic stock setup on there in, in the Neo. Um, I did a reset up on it last weekend, thinking mm-hmm. I might have found something peculiar, and I didn't really find anything peculiar on there. Um, one thought I had, but I haven't investigated it. Uh, the Neo is that setting for heli size? Yeah, and they don't really have a setting for the little 200 and 250 helis. Yeah, so you got to reduce that. I think on my Oxy 2, I've run like a 25. Right. I well, I don't think I'd be down that low. If, if I had to take a stab, I'd say it might be around 30, and I think that affects all the algorithms and all the control loops, mm-hmm. and that could yeah. be doing something. Yep. Uh, the way I, I did look think at it, of it on the weekend, yeah. but, you know, on that new um, touch radio, I, I couldn't find it in the GUI. I couldn't find it in the setup, so I've got, uh, to, I've got to dig a bit further into that yet. Oh, you non-FCC waiting <laughs> folks got your V-Control touch. Yeah, it's uh, been, I don't know, what, a you, month you've or had so it, now. Yeah, right, you've had uh, it for at least a month, yeah. Yeah, and it's nice. Um, that, that new interface on the, the touch is nice, and... Um, we finally got our live vibration analyzer back, which can be handy at times. Yeah. You know, days gone by, we'd uh, put a Bluetooth onto the V-bars and use an iPad or something out of the field to get that that analysis or that, that, that live fiber analysis if we need it. Okay. Um, so that's back. And, um, yeah, just being able to get straight into where you need is is handy. It's just finding where those settings are gone now and where they're hidden. Um, yeah. You know, chatting to a guy there a couple of weeks ago that uh, flies down south and he was trying to do stick setup on a Connie but trying to get into that that wizard, that routine. It was in there. It was buried way down. We just couldn't find it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, just things are new. Things are different. Just find it. But, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's fine. Well, enjoying it. Mark, one, th- so, yeah, one thing you said about the 250 was your pitch was 12 degrees? Yeah, it's got about 12, 12 on it, I think. Ken. Wow. Is it is- – I don't really know that much, but I I know that on my oxys, man, I think I'm at eleven five, and it's pretty crazy at that size. Right? Would, would that have something to do with it? Maybe. Well, it could do. It's going to be easy enough to dial it down to see what it feels like. I guess it's still sitting up there at that um, that that sort of setting from when it was in the F three C fuse, being so heavily oh right heavily loaded on the disc. So, yeah, but uh, would, I don't know if that would explain the characteristics you're, you're nah. describing. Uh, because it really feels like there's expo in your collective stick, so that way, like it's not it's not much around center, but then as soon as you get towards the ends, it's like really yeah. pitchy. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would try messing that heli size. I mean, I, I think the way they use, I think they the way they did it is like the heli size represents kind of like a nitro size back in the day. So like you yeah. know, so you're talking about like a two fifty size. I mean, back in those days, what it was like a, a thirty seven was like a 500 so think about where you need to be you know 
to be yeah. on a 250, right? Like even uh, even my Oxy threes, I, I run them around 30 or 32 or something like that. You do, um, and then Oxy two, I think I run them really low. Just I think I tried it one day. And I was like, oh, that kind of feels okay, and I just kept it there, and I didn't, you know, yeah. I didn't bother changing it after that. But um, yeah, try that. I, I'd be curious to know if that actually would help. Yeah, so it's a it's a in in progress that uh, that project and. See how we go with that little 250, but when it does fly, it's a, it's a fun little heli. That's a, the uh, that DFC they did with the, the little torque tube. Um, uh, is the torque tube one? It is, yeah. And um, so far, so good. It's, it hasn't been in. It's in one okay. piece and still flying, flying well. There's awesome. no vibes or anything on it. So, yeah, that's the 250. Um, I mm-hmm. took the TDR out on the weekend, gave it a run. It hasn't had a run in a while. I'm running it with some those rail F3C blades they did. They're about 716 It's mm-hmm. in the length. They're, they're heavy. They're about 230 grams. Mm-hmm. You can really feel it when you pick them up. Mm-hmm. But with those blades um, in a straight line, it feels really, really solid and really, really locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's only running at about 1950 or something on that on the TDR. It just, it just wants to go. Yeah. Um, they're just so aerodynamic. They're, they're just, they just want to go. Um, yeah, it's a fun heli. It's a fun heli to fly. That's the um, the TDR one, the first one they did from a few years ago. Yeah. And um, I bought that. Well, I bought that a few years ago as a second hand heli, and it had a few upgrades on it. And I think it's like a, I know, 2012 with the upgrades on it or something like that. I had to do a fair bit of uh, rebuild on it, strip it down, and, and, and you know get it back to where I wanted it. But it's been flying for a few years now, and it's it's a ball of fun to take out to um, some of the fun flies. And uh, there's one or two guys that uh, you you'll fly tandem with, and that's it. Just adds a whole new whole new dimension to speed flying when you've got someone else in the air there, and you're sort of talking and communicating, and you're pulling up into the into the turn to come back down into the pass and you're saying, right now, let's drop in, let's drop in and you're building the speed up and you come screaming down the strip and it's just it's just awesome. It's electric. We've got two alleys in the air. Just try and keep in low and someone's keeping a bit further out and haven't had any disasters. It's it's fun. Oh, that sounds awesome, man. That really <laughs> sounds cool. So um, yeah, the TDR she's still going well. Um, what else is new? Um, one of those little blade torrents, the little torrent one ten they they did a little yeah. while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up one of them a few weeks ago. I'm, I'm I'm just starting to get into a bit of FPV flight. A few guys at indoor flying do FPV, and we've got a couple of guys that fly without the club to do FPV with um, some speed wings, and that's that looks awesome fun. So. Um, I've got an old set of Dom goggles and, and this torrent. I had a couple of those little blade inductrix quads. Yeah. But um, I, they flew okay for someone learning, but the props keep spitting off on them. Uh, you, you'll be mid-flight, you'll be going all right, and it's just starting to tumble and turn, and down she's going. Oh, wow. You were losing them in flight? I was, yeah. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I had a couple of those, but I never lost one in flight, but every time you – Hit the ground, two of them oh, shoot away. They shoot away, yeah. And you're yeah. like, well, there was, know, there, there was a couple. That, that red blade inductrix, a little bit larger one. I don't mm-hmm. know, was that the FPV Plus or something? Mm-hmm. Um, inductrix Plus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it had a bit more power and a bit more, um, you know, a bit more size to it. But again, I was, I was throwing props on that one. And, you know, guys, I tried, um, I tried uh, CA and the props on, and that'd hold for a, a little while, and then you'd, it'd come off again. And um, I didn't get around to trying a couple of mods. Some guys were drilling the the hole right through, then threading a bit of dental floss through and tying it around. Wow, to sort of pinning it, it on. 
Wow. I hadn't tried that. Um, some guys were uh, filling the hole with epoxy, then re-drilling it slightly smaller. Um, I didn't get wow. around to try that. But then when I saw that Torrent 110, it's got uh, screw-on props. There's a couple of little mm. screws on each prop. It's mm. a little bit bigger again. It can fly 2S or 3S uh, prop guards on it. So it seemed, seemed like a good um, a good little quad for someone learning FPV, and it is. It's 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 probably one of the, the best ones I've tried out of the, the, played, the played quads. You know, I've had a few of them over the years for a bit of fun here and there, but it's the first time I've tried FPV. It's it flies it it flies well. I think I've read it's got beta flight in the controller yeah. on that torrent. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it fly so different and so so locked in and predictable. It's honestly just like flying one of our RC helis. You you get it online and the gyros hold it there and just keeps tracking. It just keeps flying and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it flies well. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to a bit more FPV. Um, I've only had a couple of outings at the club and. Uh, flying outdoors at Dakar with the uh, the Torrent and flying indoors, it's a big. Um, it's the uh, bicycles uh, velodrome that they built for the Com Games, and it's a it's a giant area. But you fly there and you're kind of in a bubble. You kind of feel this sense of security. You, you can see the walls and the roofs around you, and you sort of don't feel like you're going to lose it. It's it's still out there somewhere. But when suddenly you go outdoors for the first time and you start lifting up and you're seeing the treetops and you're seeing the distance and you're almost pinching yourself. I'm getting too high. I'm getting too high, but it's all good. You know, you're sitting down here and it's up there and it's just getting used to flying in a different environment and flying outdoors. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. So, um, you know, get a bit more, a bit more confident on the FPV and then get into a wing, one of the speed wings or something like that and drop a camera onto it. Or one of the flight test wings, man. The FT verse. I don't know. Can you get Dollar Tree foam over there? Or <laughs> some foam? I don't know. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's something over here, but um, I'm not sure what the guys build in. Um, anytime we sort of do anything over here, it's it's sort of in that um, EPP foam and um, you know hot wire and cut it. Or the kits. A lot of the kits have been EPP oh, okay. over time. And um, yeah, exactly. Something like that, Kev. Something. Um, cheap and expendable we'll say and just have some fun you know yeah, it's funny you mentioned your quad flying outside i can remember taking my blade nano qx out outside and i used to fly that a lot it wasn't even fpv and i lost it one time yeah. in a football field and i was like okay i, I still go down it's over here 20 minutes later it's i was still looking for it <laughs> yeah. even though it was yeah. right you know it was really hard to find that thing yeah, and um, you saw the uh, Kev you mentioned earlier the the photos of the Rappy that um, come out to the club on the weekend. It was good to see an old um, Raptor back in the air. Um, he's he's put a bit of a retro paint paint job on it with that uh, purple metal flake on the canopy, and in the sun there was a a really big metal flake. It was really popping, and you really see the flake coming out in it. Yeah, that looks great, man. I guess he used some kind of flexible paint on that. He had to have. I didn't talk to him about what he did, whether it was uh, an auto paint on the outside or whether it was uh, you know, a model car paint inside a polycarb shell. I'm, I'm not sure what it was, but uh, it's it's um, yeah, it, it's had a fresh coat of paint. It's, it's looking nice, and it was good to see good to see the flybar back in the air. He had to change out a plug on it and um, had a bit of trouble getting it started and getting the needle right and getting it idle. But she got in the air, got on the pipe, and got in the air, and yeah, it was it was good. Good to see the old rappy. Back in the air. Nice. So, yeah, that's probably probably about all that's been going on over the last week or so for myself. 
you know, a bit of 3D printing here and there and still tinkering around there. And One of the guys we fly with has got a couple of little uh, UMX foam planes and if you put them in, they, um, they'll, they'll break that little plastic prop adapter on the front. So mm-hmm. we found um, someone's done one of them up in Thingiverse and we've printed a couple of those out and they seemed to, you know, fit straight on. The prop went onto them and that's, um, that was something that we, we did a couple of weeks ago and they seemed to fly well. Awesome, man. Nice. So, yeah, that's probably the weekend review. And, um, yeah, Dak is our, um, our club over here, um, which is uh, Dakabin um, on the north side of Brisbane. The, uh, the club I'm with is the uh, Queensland Radio Control Heli Association. And uh, we've got really two active fields at the moment. We've got uh, Dakabin on the north side and uh, Ripley over the west side of uh, Brisbane. Uh, the, the field down the Gold Coast I don't think is active at the moment. Been flying out Dakabin for, for a few years now, or as we call it, Dakar out there as we like to call it so that's uh-huh. quercha instead of urcha oh, right? i guess you could call it that way I've, I've never heard anyone call it that way yeah All right <laughs> groundbreaking diversion yeah so so that kind of goes right into the main topic of uh so where are you located um obviously we're we're talking to you um you're what i say down under <laughs> yeah so so yeah, where are you where, so where are you exactly located it's yeah, so a Brisbane, Australia, which mm-hmm. is out on the east coast of Australia. Um, okay. and that's probably probably midway up on the coast, and uh, we're just north of the uh, the border with New South Wales. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a nice place, uh, nice climate. You know, for us, uh, winter time over here, really cold. Night or morning might be you know, five or six degrees, but you know, generally eight or nine degrees is, is our mornings. And uh, summertime, it'll get up. You know, I suppose the early thirties. You know, mid thirties would be a hot day. So. Yeah, the climate. The climate's nice. Um, you know, it's not, nice. not too hot, not too cold, I don't think. Oh, awesome. Nice. Well, dude, I wanted to say first right off the bat, man, I love <laughs> following Mark on Facebook because he's always posting great pictures of the guys out yeah. flying, whether it's inside or outside, man. Mm-hmm. Those guys are killing mm-hmm. it over there. And, yes, I said killing it. And the, <laughs> you, you guys just look like you're having a ton of fun every weekend, man. I love it. It's, it's so yeah. great to see. Yeah, we do, and thanks, Kev. Um, yeah, I like to, you know, share a few photos and a few stories, and um, we, we've got a great bunch of guys locally at our club, and um, we've got a great bunch of guys here in Australia, and, you know, thanks to um, the internet and, um, you know, the forums and the days gone by and now Facebook and chat services, you know, we you get to know the guys, you know, not only in a local patch but around the country too and, you know, chat to mm-hmm. them time to time. And I just find, you know, putting a few photos up and sharing a few stories just sort of brings us together on a national level and, yeah. um, you know, it's reciprocated. You know, you'll see stories coming out of the guys down in Melbourne and down Sydney and over in Perth and what's going on here and there. And it, it's easy, you know, whether it's on, on Messenger or it's, it's on phone or on a text or something, just saying good day and how did you get on the weekend and how did that turn out and, yeah, it's just just sharing the, I guess sharing the love for what we we do as our hobby and and uh, promoting the the hobby on another level, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome, man. Yep, for sure. So, how long have you been in the hobby? Well, I've always been doing something with um, modelling since I was a kid. You know, I, I, I always knew Dad. Um, his career was in the airline industry, so I was always around the airports and the planes in in some form or another. And nice. I suppose I would have been about. 12 or so when um you know we, we first got into some sort of modeling it was control line uh, i could still remember um we were listening to uh, dave hill and dad brought home this um little kitty hawk one of those um um cox 049 plastic trainers we were talking about the other week on the uh-huh. show 
And, um, yeah, that, that's where it all started and then built a few um, balsa control line planes and we used to go to local, um, my local school grounds and fire them up and fly around there. You know, that, that was where it all started and mm-hmm. I sort of always building plastic kits when I was a kid, you know, of planes and helis and, and whatnot and hanging them up and putting them on the shelves around my room and whatnot. So, yeah, aviation and modelling has always been something I've, I've always loved. Yeah, I guess then I would have been... I suppose about 14 or so, and uh, we uh, we got into RC planes. Um, there was a guy from the airlines that my dad knew, and he was into flying RC planes. And, of course, back then it was, you know, pretty basic, you know, square analogue metal case radios. I think it was an old Digi Ace. And mm-hmm. um, I think the first plane was one of those Aeroflight Jupiter kits um, with a 25 on it, and that, that got me into it. And... I was hooked then, you know, radio control. That was just awesome. And um, had a couple of um, RC planes. I mean, there was a Gemini. That, that was um, that was a really good all-round sports plane, and I had that for, a, for well, I suppose, a number of years. Nice. Yeah, I suppose I sort of started to get out of modelling a little bit. Uh, when, I, when I started at uni, I would have been about 20 or so, I suppose, and got back into um, RC gliding. Um, a couple of guys I knew were starting to get into that, and... Uh, the uh, the foam revolution, if you like, was starting then. You know, um, mm-hmm. growing up with building um, balsa kits and planes with um, you know plastic film and and whatnot on them, and then the, the thought of building something out of foam, and you know you could almost almost indestructible some of these foam planes. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the foam wings were coming out. The, the Zagies back in the day were a foam wing that was over here. I don't know if you had Zagi over there back in the day. And um, there was a couple of others, and we used to go up the hinterlands of the Sunshine Coast, uh, Melania, Montville, and um, up a bit further, Rainbow Beach. Uh, there's a big sand blow up there. It's probably a couple hundred feet up off the ocean, and uh, just a, you know, it's always always amazing lift and amazing flying out there. So I guess for me, gliding was about slope soaring um, as opposed to just okay. going up flying in a field with um, powered gliders. And, um, yeah, I did that for a number of years. But um, it's kind of like a kind of like a full day event you know you plan the weekend and the day and you pack up the pack up the car and the gliders and off you go and it's by the time you get back from a long drive you know a couple of hours up a couple of hours back it, it's it's a day gone by mm-hmm. so then uh, family came around and i sort of started these up a bit on the uh the gliding then and um i suppose i would have been then maybe mid late 20s and uh started getting into rc cars a little bit that was something sure. um there's a couple of groups uh, running mid midweek with the RC cars, and then there's some weekend groups, and we did some off-road racing for a year or two, and went to on-roads and uh, got right into the on-road racing with um, electrics back then with the NICADs yeah. in the electric on-roads and what yeah. we called the Pro Tens, sort of like those low flat, like your Le Mans Tourers, that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, did that for a number of years, um, and um, you know competed at state level for a few years there and uh, nice. got involved in running a club on the north side of Brisbane and myself and another mate, you know, we went into the cars big time. But I think I've heard it a few times and I felt it too. Yeah, it was just, it was always very competitive. It was too competitive, you know. It's like you're competing for gold mines or something, you know. No mm-hmm. one wanted to share a secret or a tip. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, was my experience that. too. You know, and I think that's what really for me in the end, 
you know, sort of brought it to an end was, you know, the, the, the enjoyment wasn't there. It was just too competitive. It takes so, the fun um, out of it. Yeah, it did, really did, Andy, yeah. So, um, you know, kind of weaned off the cars and um, at about that stage sort of got back into the um, the RC planes um, back then. I still had that old uh, trainer, the old Jupiter, hanging around and got it going and got, got flying again. And oh, I suppose now that was for me maybe about um, – maybe about my late 20s, and my brother-in-law was also into some RC planes. You know, um, he met my sister and, um, you know, um, they, they became a thing and he came with um, flying the RC gliders and the RC planes with me and he got into a big time. Uh, the bug caught him and um, him and a mate, they formed um, uh, S&B models here in Australia years ago and uh, they were that revolution of foam planes out of EPP and got a couple of those flying and that, that was fun. It really was, you know, screaming around and um, you could almost afford to do dog fighting with those foam planes. And, <laughs> yeah, right. combat. And they sort of mm-hmm. took it. It was part of the fun, you know. Yeah. yeah. And he was yeah. starting to tinker with some helis and that's where it all started. He had the uh, Real Flight Sim and oh, I suppose it was like Real Flight uh, 3 back then mm-hmm. and um, you'd go over for a barbecue and you know, get on the Sim and have a go at this, this heli and I thought it would be just like flying an RC plane. So, you yep. know, just pick it up and give it some throttle and off she goes and how wrong I was, you know. It was it was hard and I'd get fed up with it. I couldn't fly this heli. I'd put it down and go open up a beer and go back to the barbecue, you know, and I'd have a go at it the next time I was over and the next time. And then all of a sudden I was starting to control it and it wasn't crashing. It was like I'm getting somewhere here, you know. Nice. <laughs> And so then I think like a lot of people um, started them with um, an aligned T-Rex 450 Mm-hmm. Back, oh no, I suppose that was 88 or so years ago now. Yeah, I suppose that was the first, you know, quite some real RC heli was the um, the T Rex 450. I had a couple of little mall copters before that and um, foam copters and uh, that little Pico that had an infrared controller, I think, back in oh the my day. God. You know, you'd get the hang of it, then you'd start taping paper clips and coins onto the front to drop the mm-hmm. nose to get the thing to actually, actually scream around. But, uh, yeah, the 450 was um, where it probably started for me. Nice. And then with the uh, the flight sim, you know, I, I spent yeah. a, a lot of time in the flight sim and I, I like um, I like mentoring and helping other people get into it, you know. And I, I say to people, you know, get a good sim. If, if you're getting serious, get a good sim and get in there. But treat the sim like real life, you know. If it's getting out of control, fight it and get it back in control and get it back on the deck and, those skills carry over into real life. And so I spent time there in the sim and I still remember one day uh, my mum and dad were over and we were having a barbecue and I was showing him this, um, this little heli and I said, we're going to give it a go. And we took it out the backyard and I spooled it up and it pulled up into a hover and it was just like flying the sim. I was controlling nice. it moving it around. And mm-hmm. I still remember the day and the smile on my face, you know, and the the uh, the thirty six meg radio with the big long antenna pulled out, you know, and the little ribbon oh, yeah, flying off yeah. the top, and yep. yeah, and the Rexy sitting there in front of me in the backyard, and it wasn't doing much more than hover, but it was in one piece. It went up and it went down, and that's where it all began. And then I thought, you know, like this is fun. There's got to be some other guys that are that are enjoying this as well. So I had a look around, and then that's where I discovered uh, the uh, the Queensland Radio Control Heli Association, and. To my surprise, I had a field that wasn't too far from me up at Dakarbin. It's probably only about a about a fifteen minute drive on the weekends to get up there. Oh, that's great! Oh wow, so, yeah, that's close. So I went up there and 
introduce myself and they're a great bunch of guys you know they all welcome me in with uh, you know open arms and they they mentored me and taught me and got me going and uh, you know the rest is history as I say, as I say you know the bug gets you and I'd have to bug or it's a disease yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the RC hillies could be both. either one right both <laughs> or yeah. both yeah probably both so yeah that's probably been a you know a bit of a bit of background of me into the hobby and where where it's got me these days i probably call myself an intermediate sports pilot and i like to mix it up a bit and try a bit here and there as i said earlier you know getting an inverted forward flight that's something i'm I'm working on in the sim and just starting to do a bit in out in the field and nice um, we got some good shots on the weekend you know uh flipping inverting and ripping across the field and trying to get some photos you know with that uh, disc i don't know if you saw them some of the inverted photos from last weekend Mm -hmm. um the yeah. cam took they they came out really nice yeah and um yeah that's uh that's where it's been for me and um yeah working on the inverted and the funnels at the moment it's probably probably a couple of things we still play with a few planes um at the club you know early in the morning particularly you know those winter mornings where it's just absolutely still air there's no no wind at all and the sun's sun's starting to poke its head up and those little micro um, UMX planes from um, E-Flight, they're a ball of fun. I've got a couple of those and uh, a couple of the guys got a couple of the bigger um, E-Flight, the Timber, and oh, there was another new one coming out and there's a couple of Cubs. And, yeah, they're always good to have a bit of a fun, fun fly in the morning. But nice. Then they, they go away and Helly's comes down and gets serious. The last <laughs> time I flew my little UMX Habu at the field, I taxied it out like it was a giant jet and turned it around and took off and it makes all this crazy noise it's like 15 billion rpms and it's yeah and it only does about two miles an hour the 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 president of the club was like kevin you're my hero (laughs) just cranking that thing around and then it was doing inverted and it was just too funny i don't know what i just i just love the stuff that's really loud and flies really slow it's just so stupid it just cracks me up it's not proportional it's making a lot. You think it's going to be doing a hundred miles an hour, and it's actually doing twenty. I mean, it is pretty quick for that small size, though. It, it does move. I like the prop. Like, I love the P forty. That flew really well. I loved the UMX uh-huh. Beast. That was a great plane too. I mean, that yeah, the Beast. That was a good one. They're, they're fun, but mm-hmm. on a big field, you realize that, how slow they are. <laughs> well, yeah, and that new one of the Beast. Uh, I don't know what they call it. Uh, it's got like. Uh, red white and black sort of checkers over it yeah the revolution oh, or something like that it could be something, yeah something that's, that's like another that. good one and yeah i think i've still got a little sabak uh 342 in the umx that that's a good one oh, and wow. uh, that little um was it the umx 3d one they did the yak 54 or something it's uh just like a profile foam with mylar film it weighs nothing and uh, it's the fun. AS3 extra was one of them mm-hmm. like that yeah yeah that was yeah, yeah yeah so yeah they're, they're a bit of fun but the 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 field we fly at is council ground um and they they maintain it which is great you know it gets nice. them over but it's not a runway, you know. Um, the mm-hmm. bigger timbers and that, um, they cope with taking off on the grass. But any of the small ones, you really just take the undercarriage off and hand launch them and flop them in and yeah. have a bit of fun that way. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. If um, I kind of went over some of these questions. <laughs> uh, what do you do for a living? Yeah, Steve, I, um, I did engineering out of school, electrical engineering, and um, – 
I'd always been interested in computers, you know, that was sort of almost the dawn of computers back in that day, just when I was sort of coming out of school. Yeah. The, uh, the first IBMs were coming out and, you know, the electric typewriters were being pushed aside to these uh, word processors and these computers and mm-hmm. it just fascinated me. So, you know, I did the engineering but I was always interested in the computers but I've always been interested in electronics and anything electrical and always tinkered with wires and whatnot. So um, electrical engineering was, was where I went and then I took that into the um, into the um, IT industry and did uh, uh, computer repairs for a number of years. Um, I was lucky enough to work with a company that had their national repairs and are based in Brisbane and uh, that was um, that was really good. That, that was awesome being able to work uh, out in the field but then be able to come back and I guess it was back in the day when we still repaired things, quotes, you know. It wasn't a throwaway yeah, society. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, computers and equipment was was expensive and people repaired it. Yeah. Um, so it was good to work for those guys in the repair centre and, you know, use those skills that I'd learnt from my engineering background and start to apply them and understand circuits and diagrams and work out why something wasn't working and repair it. But then, um, you know, computers started to talk to each other, you know, uh, pre-internet and um, that was fascinating. So then that sort of took me down the road of networking and um, security and I spent then probably uh, the... 15 years or so working with corporate and government in a consulting role, you know, designing building networks. And, nice. and then when I, I got out of there, I formed my own company and um, that's what I'm still doing today. I've, I've got my own business and doing um, IT consulting and, you know, what I term like we offer a whole range of uh, building services now, you know, it's diversified out into, you know, security and cabling and fibre and comms and mm-hmm. all the other areas, you know, we – we, we offer a, the, the full suite there, you know, um, of, of building services along with the IT and that's keeping us going. You know, I've been doing that now for myself for probably probably been another 15 years or so. Nice. Very cool, man. Let's talk about your, your fleet. I'm curious to know what you have. I know you mentioned uh, yeah. TDR1 and and um, uh, some other helis. So, yeah, let's uh, go over that. Yeah, so at the moment, the main helis in my fleet um, is probably the well, the most recent one's the Logo 700. Um, I've only had that flying for whether that'd be 12 months, I don't know if it'd be 12, 18 months now. And, and I love that heli, it's 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 a great heli to fly. This, uh, I built it light, um, it came out at about 5.1, 5.1 kilo, which is only about a bit over 11 pounds, I think, in, in your speak. Okay, and um, you know. With that weight, I fly it with 4,500 12S packs and uh, fly that on 690s. And, um, yeah, it's, it's got power to weight. It's, it's a fun heli. Um, it's running a pyro um, motor with um, a Connie heli drive in there with nice. the Neo. The other 700 I'm flying at the moment then is uh, one of the older line 700Es. Um, I think it's back one of the early V1s. Remember they had the, the servos in the frame with the bell cranks in that went up mm-hmm. to the, uh, the yep. swash? Yep. Yeah, it's one of the early, um, we've say one of the early V170Es and it's been flying for, I don't know, like it'd have to be six years or so now and it's still mm-hmm. still going strong. And, and I still love flying that heli. It's it's still a fun heli to fly. Nice. This year I've sort of got back into autos again. So the, the older line 700, it kind of doesn't mean as much. Um, you sort of have, have a crack on it. So um, it's been my auto heli this year and, um it's got me back um, back into autos again. 
you know, I was, I was auto and fine a few years ago and had a, had a couple of incidences and a couple of crashes, autos, and sort of got uh, gun shy there and didn't auto and uh, realised you've got to do it one day. So put, put my big boy pants on and start doing some autos again <laughs> this year with the Align 700. And, again, it, it's – it's it's a light build. Um, it's probably just it's just on the five kilo. Um, if if that, it's probably just five. Um, similar setup on a lot of my helis. You know, if the pyro motor and the heli jive and the, the neo, that recipe just works. So I tend to stay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the logo six hundred. It's kind of my go-to heli these days at the moment. It's the uh, it's the later version with the uh, slide in. Slide in batteries in that logo six hundred. They um they changed that on the later frame. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's running twelve S thirty three hundreds. I think I'm running in that some gens oh, packs. Wow. Nice. And um yeah, nice. it's not real heavy. It it's probably only I don't know it probably wouldn't even be four kilo, maybe eight and a half pounds, something like that. Yeah, it, it's 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 a fun alley. I'm liking the logo six hundred. You're probably picking up a bit of a theme there. We've got a few few Mikado helis at the club, but uh, there's a bit of a mix, you know, some goblins and the TDRs and, and whatnot out there, but mm-hmm. they're probably the, the main helis. And then um, we mentioned the TDR 700. Um, it, it doesn't get out a lot, you know. I'll obviously take it to the fun flies and it gets um, gets a few, few, few speed runs there. I put that um, the speed logger on with the Neo, and that's a bit of fun. You know, to record your speeds and hear what mm-hmm. it's doing okay. and whatnot. Oh, yeah, the GPS module. The GPS module, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. GPS module. Don't want to think about it, but, you know, if one day it does go in or you do lose it, having that um, that locator feature in there might be yep. the difference between getting it back or not because you, you definitely fly a long way out when you're doing the speed flying. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot further than you normally do with your weekend flying. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're going way out left and right and dropping in and tearing down that field. And the speed you're doing, you, you'd hate to think, you know, if something goes wrong at one of those ends there, it's, it's going to be a long way out Yeah, yeah. wherever you are. So I think I remember ages ago, um, George's putting one of his in, and I think that um, GPS module on the V-Control allowed him to actually find it. Yeah, I think he put his TDR two in. Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like he was like it was in the jungle. Yeah, it was <laughs> that's way right. far away. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. I think it was. So yeah, yeah. And um, I've got a there's a JR Forza seven hundred that I bought and never built. And oh really? With all that's happened with JR in the last you yeah. know eighteen months or so, I don't know. I really don't know what I'll do with it. I I still see the odd photo and. I love the heli, and JR was a heli, a brand that I always wanted to build and try. I always respected their helis as being you know, a fine piece of machinery. Yeah, yep. but I uh, never got around to building it. So I don't know. I might, I might build, pull it out of the box one day and get some gear and build it up. It's hardly worth anything to try and get rid of it these days. Yeah, it looks like JR is actually trying to make a comeback. So we'll see. It does, doesn't it? With um, DFA uh, picking it up and doing some yeah. things and. Mm-hmm. You see a few photos now of, um, you know, some Forza heli parts. Yeah, that and yeah. the radio and stuff. They're trying to kind yeah. of pick it back up. Yeah. Mark, I'm curious on your 700. What the, what kind of blades do you run on that? You know, I've, I've always liked the Radex blades and I still fly them and still buy them. Okay. Uh, so, you know, if those lighter weights, I tend to run the, um, the 690s. 
I find the seven tens feel a bit floaty for what I like in a heli. Okay. Um, with the exception of the um, the TDR, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get that thing to go as as fast as I can in a straight line. Those rails, I think they're seven sixteens or something. Maybe that bit longer and a bit heavier. But I tend to run the Radix blades on um, all my helis. I think. Okay. Yeah, and there's still a little aligned. That 450 I was talking about, I think it's even a little set of Radix sitting on that, some little 325s. <laughs> nice. I'm trying, do they still make Radix blades? Can you still get those? Yeah, from from what I understand, Curtis took that business and put it over in, I don't know where to say, whether it's China or it's Singapore or it's, I think it's, it's back over there and there's a website. Uh, the name just forgets me now, but uh, you can still go there and buy fresh stock and have them shipped over and the shipping's pretty reasonable it's pretty fast and for us they're here in you know seven to ten days um so yeah i'm still still buying um radix blades um but buying them direct from his um his uh his website online okay oh that's cool yeah <clears throat> just just slips in the name of the website but um if, if you want that you could um hit me up later and i could i could find that for you well i mean radix was uh young blood right that's right that's right yeah so yeah. it should be curtis's site but yeah, I thought he doesn't do like helis anymore. It's all about the multi rotor. Um, well, yeah, it's professional left piece. Yeah, so yeah, the professional multi rotors, the commercial grade multi rotors. That's what I was yeah. looking for. Yeah, and that that was about the point when it all changed, and I didn't really didn't really see them in the shops as much, and then found um, well, someone on one of the um, forums or one of the sites mentioned about he had his website and he sells them direct now. So oh, it's probably cool. like a you know, place order and ship straight from manufacturer of that type of arrangement. And sure. It's just sitting oh. off the side, keeping an eye on it. Yeah. And then with the fleet, as uh, we, we we spoke earlier, I've I'm, I'm been running the V-Control radios for a few years now, and it's been two or three years, and um, the touch is here. And those um, – I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, and then with the um, the planes, I've still got my JR. It was a – GSX twelve. Um, you know, I've always I've always been always been a JR man for all my years, and it's always been good gear, and it's always looked after me. So I still got the mm-hmm. uh, the JR two point four for all, you know your spectrum, you know your bind and fly stuff, and the, the little quads and whatnot. Yep. There and um, most of my helis have been running JR servos um, over the years, and I still like you said, Steve. I see DFA still doing some stuff with the JR brand now and they still seem to be working on servos and I don't know whether they've actually hooked up with some of the um, the ex-JR engineers or um, designers and they still seem to be doing stuff with radios and servos. Right. Well, it's cool though. It's good that, you know, the brand that, you know, I mean, JR was very, very known for their helicopters back in the day and it's kind of just faded away and it's good that they're coming back. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, watch this space, see what happens there. And yeah. we mentioned the um, the little line two fifty and trying to get that going and pod and boom. And uh-huh. there's a blade three hundred uh, CFX. Uh, that I built that up on oh, no, a couple of years ago when I was you know starting the flipper heli and get inverted. And I figured you know it'd be something that would get me um, get me upside down so to speak and, and flying out flying around so, and. Uh, it's it's small. You can take it on holidays too. You know, yep. we've got um, you know family, and there's not much room left in the the car when you're heading away. But you can usually find room for the um, little Blade 300. But it's still big enough. You can actually fly it and enjoy it in a park. You know, when you go away somewhere. Yeah, that, nice. that's one thing I like about the that size helicopter. One of the reasons why I wanted to keep one 
because if I go up to my brother-in-law's, I could actually fly the oxy in the backyard and uh, he doesn't have a huge area to fly in because, of course, he's got to plant trees yeah, yeah. and annoying things like that in my way. But yeah. it's still I can get, you know, I can do a pyro flip and I can kind of do a loop and stuff like that. It's it's still enough room where if I if I lived there, I'd be out there every day with that little thing. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think. Would that be like Oxy 3 size, the Blade 300? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, same size. That's, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So, I mean, if it goes in one day, I'd probably grab an Oxy 3, and I think all that gear would just go straight over into an Oxy 3 probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you probably want to upgrade some of that stuff too. Yeah. It's got a Neo in it, and it's got some, um, I think, of a high-tech Metal Gear servos in oh, there. Oh, okay, yeah. As long as you're not running, like, the E-Flight stuff, that's... that's <laughs> nah, well, oh, yeah, there's a story there, eh? Like... It flew fantastic out of the box, but mm-hmm. not for long. You know, those yeah. little plastic servos gave out. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, Inchy went one day and then all the others stripped out. And uh, yeah. So, yeah, they had to get swapped out. And then there was something with the. That's right. I was getting um, a vibe. And it turned out the little E flight motors, they were bushed, I think. And they fog out the bushes. And that's where the vibe was coming from, mm. from the motor. Yeah. So then I put in a Lynx motor, and that that went in fine. But then the, the stock Speedy couldn't handle the Lynx motor, so then a Hobby Wing Speedy went in. So <laughs> there's not much left in the original oh, heli right. other than the frame, and um, there's some. So, Lynx so stuff what you're on telling there. me is, yeah, you need to get Lynx. You need to get an Oxy, which is practically an Oxy anyway. Well, it practically is. It's got Lynx head on. It's got Lynx tail on it, and yeah. uh, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, she's flying, and for now, she's she's still flying. There's a couple of other, we said earlier, the little blade, um, little quads, the little Inductrix quads. And mm-hmm. uh, I was one of those, um, remember they did that VTOL plane, the X-Vert? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, one of them. yeah, yeah, yeah. X-Vert, yeah. Yeah, one of them hanging up in the in the hangar and take it out every now and then and uh, give it a bit of a, bit of a thrash around. Yeah, it mm-hmm. flies all right. You know, it was, it was yeah. never, never anything flash, but yeah, it flies all right. That's cool. So that's probably about my hanger these days, I would say. So nice. let's talk about your supporting equipment, and that's kind of, you know, like your chargers and yeah. batteries. And, and I should want to talk to you about your charger because yeah, you're the only person I know that charges 12S packs as 12S packs. Yeah, that's, um, that's something that I... I always did from day one and kind of just took it for granted that that's what you do. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've always used the Schultz chargers, which unfortunately no longer around. Um, you know, they're a German product, very well engineered and very high quality. And I think unfortunately you know, just uh, the Chinese product coming to market so cheap, they just couldn't remain competitive and still run a, you know, a, a commercial business. And, I think that may have been the demise of Schultz, um, if that's two, three years ago now. But, I mean, we were flying, uh, we were using Schultz chargers rather, um, you know, probably 12, 12 years ago, 20 years ago, probably when we were flying those first foam planes and the NICADs and whatnot, we were using Schultz chargers with the NICADs and they were kind of plug them in and it just did everything you know it it worked out the chemistry of the cell and it worked out how many there were and how much charge it needed and off it went and it went ding and your batteries were ready to fly 
Um, then probably, you know, five, six years ago, um, it probably wasn't long after I was getting back into the helis and decided I really need to get some new chargers and get something that could charge these batteries and get them, get them charged up in Ari. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next gen chargers were their, their gen, their chargers they had out at the time, the next gen two. And they're a, um, they're capable of doing a 14S pack as a single stick. That's crazy. Um, yeah, they've got they've got a, two channels in it, an A and a B side. So if you're flying the 6S packs or smaller, you can you know run those two channels and have two separate packs on at once, all charging and coming up. But as soon as you go over that, um, you know, up to the, the 12S or 14S, you use the channel one, it says, oh, this is 12S, I'll bridge my two outputs on the channel A and push all the power out there and, just charge it, you know, your 12S sticks or your 14S sticks as one battery. But um, it's convenient, you know, there's not 100 connectors Wait, on the front of the pack. So so let me, I'm curious. So you're saying that, how does it work with your balance connectors? Does it actually yeah, have a 12-port yeah, balance sure. connector? Or Yes. So there's two, two, two channels and there's two balance ports. Each one of those balance ports can do 7S. Um, so when you're charging that 12 or so that 14S So on each pack, side of the charger, right? Like you have like yeah, a charger, on each side a charger, of the charger. So yeah. you can combine those channels and run a single or charge a single 12S or 14S pack. Yeah, and you That's plug your two saying. balance leads in. You've got, you've got your two balance leads still hanging out the front of the pack. Right. So you plug those in for your, your front and your rear 6S or 7S packs. But, but as far as the pack goes... It's just one red and one black wire out the front. So you have them still in series and you connect your, your main leads to your charger. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I've gone permanently wired in series. I'll usually put a connector up the front of the pack, you know, like um, an EC5 or a Hyperion or whatever, you yeah. know, and plug them in, but then double heat shrink it. So it's permanently wired in series. Oh, that's and then interesting. And there's just one connector hanging out yeah. the front. So it, it's quick, it's convenient. There's no wire adapters. There's no connectors to plug in the wrong way or get it wrong. You I know, was just, just going to say connector. that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. man, that's awesome. Yeah, because when we first started talking, you started talking about 12S packs. And I was like, what? How do you how do you charge 12 way 14S? How yeah. do you charge them in one shot? That's like I could see charging them in individual channels, you know, your your left side, right side type of deal. Sure. Any charger can, you know, any dual channel charger can do your 6S or 7S on each side individually. But when you're like, no, no, I keep them in series and I run just main leads and I'm just, wait a yeah. minute, how is that possible? I was, it's, it's kind of unheard of here in the States. I've never yeah. heard of it. Yeah. 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 And then for a while there, a few of the guys around me were running the Hyperion. They did a, I don't know, it was a 1420 or something like that. Um, and it could do 12S and 14S as, as one stick. And um, I had a couple of them at, at one stage. And um, and Hyperion, I don't know, well, I don't know if they're still doing charges, but I don't think they're doing anything around that the 12 and 14S. I just don't think it was as popular. So yeah. the manufacturers haven't put as much um, as much energy into doing that sort of um, charging technology now. There's, mm-hmm. there's a couple around. I, I think I've heard of one over in the States. It's a... It's a Chinese no-name one. It's um, kind of name slips me. It'll do 12s, 14s. It might have done 16s. And there's still one out of Germany, I think, called the Pulsar. And I forget who make it, but it's you know like your premium thousand dollar charger, and it's got wireless, and it's got Bluetooth, and it makes your cup of coffee, and it monitors your TV <laughs> and, you know, right. for the thousand bucks that it want to. But um, and I've actually seen one of those out here at a fun fly. Um, there's a guy up the Sunshine Coast, um, got one or two of those um, pulsars 
yeah, very nice charger, but um, you know, today's speaker, it's, it's a, a lot of money compared to what we can buy these days. Sure. Yeah. And then running them off, um, meanwhile, um, 24 volt supply. So they, they, they've got a really efficient DC to DC converter in them. So mm-hmm. from 24 volts in, they can still generate that, whatever it is, you know, 60 volts to charge a 14S pack. So, and still pump out, um, you know, enough current to get them charged up. No, so, yeah, the meanwhile supplies have been, been good. And, um, I don't know, I mean, you, that seems like the gold standard out there is the meanwhile. I mean, I, you know, obviously yeah. there's a lot of folks, hobbyists that do, uh, you know, your Dell power supplies, but yeah, but the meanwhiles are like that's serious business there. It seems like everyone does that for the higher end charging. Yeah, you're right. And a lot of guys sell, uh, they'll run the dual power supplies out of, um, you know, servers and, um, mm-hmm. PCs and whatnot. And yes, you can get them to work together. Uh, but it's that whole floating the ground and the potential safety issue that from my engineering background, I, I don't really like, you know, I'm not ex- prepared to accept that risk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not saying you can't do it and it, I'm not saying it won't work, but myself, I'm just not happy with that risk. So, uh, I've always used the mean wells and, they just work and I'm happy. I don't really worry about them. I just turn them on and expect them to work week after week. Yep, yep. Awesome. And if I'm out at, a, out at a fun fly or the field and we're charging out there, I've got one of those Honda inverter jennies. The 2000? Yeah, the 2000. And um, mm-hmm. there's a couple of those around at the club and they've been good, you know, the Honda motors. I think in anything they do, Honda just seems to start every time. I touch wood. I haven't had any problems with it. It's been a good jenny. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then um, we've got indoor flying. I've got another charge case set up with one of those high-tech four-channel um, chargers they did a couple of years back. DX4? Yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah, wasn't it? But it was an AC-DC charger. Yep, it's a yeah, so four-channel. the beauty of that indoor, yeah, you just plug into 240, turn her on, and you're charging. You know, you're, um, it, it's convenient, you know. And indoor, you're only flying you know, the one S. Those little tiny 1S packs and the little 2S yeah. and 3S. Yeah, it's about as big as you go. So yep. you can still stick a few of them on there and get them charged up <clears> in a hurry. <throat> it's been good for indoor flying or, yeah, you know, it'll still do a 6S pack, a bit slower, but um, it's handy to take away on holidays. You know, I was saying about the Blade 300 and take the high tech, the four channel charger, you can still get some packs charged up the night before. Yeah. Go out and have a bit of fun the next day. Probably, probably, probably about it from, you know, support equipment, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I did. I didn't hear about one type of helicopter. So you don't no nitros, huh? No, I, I haven't got any nitro gear these days. Um, you know, I mentioned flying the nitro planes yeah. growing up and over the years, and mm-hmm. I, um, I still had my nitro field box up until well, I suppose it was only about five, five, six years ago, and just wasn't flying any nitro. And electric was here, and when I got yeah. into the helis, I got into electric and. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, you know, it's convenient, it's easy, there's no cleaning up. And um, I sold them a nitro gear and my field box and my starter and all my gear, you know, five, six years ago and haven't really, haven't had any really inkling to, to fly nitro again. I think being there, done that, a bit of a love-hate relationship, but it's fun. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. When it's not working, a little motor wants you to destroy your whole model, you know, <laughs> when it doesn't work. But, uh, when it does work, it's fun. And um, But, yeah, no, I... I haven't got any nitros in the fleet, and I can't see me going back to nitro. Not these days, right. myself. You know, it's funny. You say like, you know, when it when it's not going well, you know, 
And it seems to be the general consensus. Like when it's not mm-hmm. going well, people are like, oh, it's a love hate relationship. I hate that it, you know, so problematic. I don't know. Like, I, maybe I'm I'm weird and I'm thinking of it in a different way, but I'm like, when my nitro doesn't work, it's like, oh, my nitro doesn't work. All right, let's charge up my battery and fly. Like, I, it doesn't affect me that I, you know, like mm-hmm. I have nitro problems. Like, to me, it's yeah. just like I always have an electric with me, so does it matter? If it doesn't work. Yeah, sure, still whatever. Yeah, 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 I'm still gonna have it's fun bad. that day. I'm still gonna have fun at the fun flies at yeah. wherever I go. Because I'm not gonna. I mean. Maybe folks that just bring nitro, sure, that would be frustrating as hell if you couldn't fly. But because yeah. I bring an electric with me, I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> put that on the side. I'll fly my electric and have fun. You I'll know, just put it in the back yeah. of the shed. Wait another exactly. year. <laughs> Wait another year. Find out yeah. that there's more than a main gear strip this time. <laughs> Next yeah. time, the entire uh, engine will be seized up. And rusty. Oh man, that thing's gonna be rusty as hell. Yeah. Oh, it started out rusty. <laughs> yeah. You got to break and lose after the WD-40 in there. <laughs> no, but I just, I, I mean, I just find it funny. People are like, oh, you know, and, and like, you know, you hear people like, oh, I don't want to do Nitro. Or I'm giving up Nitro. And it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you like it, you'll go back to it eventually. It doesn't have to be today. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It could be a week yeah. or two, you know? Some people just hate troubleshooting, though. I sure. think that's the problem. And that could be why, you know, I say I'm yeah. a little weird because that's part of my job is to, like, troubleshoot and figure yeah. shit out. I mean, so. yeah, you're weird. But yeah, I was going to say, that's too, it, you right? are a little weird. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> you're weird and glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there was probably another angle there, too, Steve, was, you know, back when I was starting out, you know, the other guys at the club that had nitros and you see them flying and you, you aura them and these big nitro helis and then – if it did quit, they auto it down. But then that didn't go hand in hand of when you're starting out. You're struggling to learn how to hover this heli and move it around and, and auto yeah. is the last thing that's in your mind and you're thinking, if I get a nitro and it quits on me, my heli's going in, I can't auto, I'm learning to fly. I mean, these days, you know, you auto and it's it's fun. It's, it's part of flying helis. But for that person starting out, the two don't really go hand in hand. Um, sure. Whether no. people think about it or not, some, mm-hmm. some probably don't. But... Yeah, you know, that was always in my mind when I was starting out too. Those, those early years of my helis was um, the thought of you know, mm-hmm. what if it does quit? I don't want to lose the heli, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that's true. No, good point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you did mention about simming. So yeah. I know you said you started with, you know Real Flight Three. Do you still fly Real Flight or do you? I do. Yeah, I've stayed with Real Flight over no, the what years. Um, I'm, I'm still at the real flight at 7 or 7.5. Um, I never went to that real flight X or real flight 10. And I, I think that's what it was, the one they did a year or two back. Yeah, and, yeah. and then they did the 8 after. Yeah, didn't really take off. That I saw out here, it seemed like you needed some ball tear of a gaming computer to get the thing to actually work and perform. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas yeah, you know, yeah. the old traditional real flight always worked. Yeah. Have you, did you guys have any experience with the Real Flight 10 or the new one? I personally didn't. Usually I wait before I get some like new version of the sim just because you don't know how it's going to go. So I, I'd rather yeah. just wait for someone else to be the, the pioneer to it and try it. Um, and then when I heard like, sorry. What? Uh, saying Real Flight X um, was kind of a flop. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. It, it took too many system resources and it wouldn't run and. Mm. I think yeah. eight is okay. Like I don't hear anybody complaining too much about eight, but, but a lot again, of people still fly seven point five. Yeah, so because or one of the other ones. Because I heard that ten was like 
yeah, too much hardware needed, right? Mm-hmm. And I heard that like Shaggy was like, I can't, he had to like upgrade machines. And I'm like, no. So, and then it was like eight came out, and eight wasn't enough to like warrant like the features and right. physics. Right. It wasn't exactly. enough to warrant an upgrade yeah. to eight. Unless so like, you're going VR or something. That yeah. Was yeah. The only reason to upgrade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped at 7.5 and then got yeah. AccuRC. And I love AccuRC for the helicopters, it's really good. Yeah, I hear you talking about it, Kev. The planes and the planes physics in the cars are just they're just downright hysterical. But yeah, the, the helicopter is okay. It's not bad at all. And it's uh, it's fifty bucks on Steam. I'll spend that yeah, sure. on a and I'll I love that, that it's on, on Steam. That I'll stop playing, you know. Yeah. After a while. And I really enjoy that it's on Steam because if I I could put it on like fifteen of my machines, you know, yeah. like yeah, kind of on everything. Yeah. So yeah, I, I put it on my work laptop. And one day yep. I was simming on lunch. Yeah. Ha ha. Simming on lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. I built uh, up one of those V sims, Steve, too. You know, uh, Mercado did the uh, the V sim module. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, originally, I still got to do one of those things. Yeah, originally I just used a mini V bar and um, flashed the V sim firmware uh-huh. onto it, and, yep. and that worked fine. Yeah. Um, but then. Um, the opportunity to buy one of the VSIM modules and they weren't real dear. I think they were, I don't know if they were 90 bucks or something. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you've seen the photo. I put it into a little enclosure and um, yep. it's permanently sits on my workbench and um, it took down into the, um, the the controller and the USB and you just flick the switch on and it's got a little blue LED in there to tell you it's on and get out the, the radio and just just binds up you know instantly you're online with your v sim and you're flying again so not saying i can't do that with another sim but it's just something that I've, I've hooked up with the real flight something i've been using it works well for me yeah so i want to do something like that but with you know accuracy because i don't like having a usb cable like it's good to charge mm-hmm. the thing because your your v control will always be at 100 percent. yeah but um you know like it, it's like you know you're, you can always go as far as your usb cable length is so it's like I rather I wanted I wonder if you can use that maybe possibly. Yeah, I don't know. And for now, I've still got the um the, the last V control, so um it's been sitting on the um, on my workbench a little bit. So it's there if I just want to pick it up and actually do something on the sim. And the touch is sitting in the radio bag, and you know don't have to go dig it out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we talked about charging a little bit. So yeah, your V control right and all Neos. Yeah. Um. And then you, you did mention to use some some uh, Gen Z's packs or which one what, what kind of packs do you yeah. use? Well, batteries, you know, the the Gens I'm running in the six hundred, and mm-hmm. I think they're like a thirty three hundred um, pack in there. Um, in the seven hundred lines, I'm still running some um, their old Hyperion twelve S. And that was back in the day when you could actually buy a twelve S stick from Hyperion and out of the box came this shrink-wrapped 12S stick with a couple of wires sticking out the front. Mm-hmm. And um, they've been flying for, man, it must be must be coming up five, six years now, and they're wow. still going. And wow. The IRs are still good in them, and they're really? still balanced. Um, there's one that takes a little bit longer to balance up, and I keep an eye on it, but it's still flying all right. And I think I had one pack where the balance was starting to go out, and I retired it maybe as early this year, maybe six years ago. But I got to give it to those early Hyperion packs. They were a premium pack, and they've they've really they've really performed well. I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of flights are, are on yeah, those right. packs. 
And then wow. um, my newer packs um, that I've put into action probably late last year and this year have been some of the Revo packs, buying them direct from the Revo's website, um, like they come out of Singapore or something they know these days. And um, I think there's some 40C packs and some 70C Revo's in the TDR. Um, but the 40Cs have been fine. When I go up to 12S, the current goes down accordingly and the 40C packs have been enough. They've been fine for anything I'm flying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a bit of Revo, um, some Gens and um, some of the old Hyperions are still still running hard. I flew um, those Thunder Power packs um, years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I had an Align 600 some years ago when I was flying the 6S 5000s and they were – they were Thunder Power packs, and they were good packs. And, um, and back in that day too, we were flying the you – know, what were they? A purple pack, Hackers, out of Germany. They were coming into Australia, and they were very good packs. Mm. We flew them, you know, probably five, six years ago, the Hackers. And um, I haven't seen them for a long time. I don't know whether Hackers are still out there doing batteries the these same, days. It's the same company that makes the motors. The electric motors hacker? Yeah, yeah, but they still doing batteries? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen batteries. I just I, see motors. No. Yeah. I've never heard no, of the I hacker's haven't. battery. But, yeah, you know, we had a number of them at the club, the the hackers, and I just coincidentally noticed last weekend one of the guys that's learning to fly and he's learned to hover, and one of the guys still had some of the Hacker 5000s, the big purple um, bricks we used to fly, and he's passed them on to the young guy and they're still running. Yeah, they're, they're probably a bit doughy to what they were back then, but for someone learning to fly and hover, they're still flying just fine. <laughs> so they're uh-huh. still going as well. The old hackers I noticed um, last weekend might have, might have long gone and moved on. Um, that's uh, batteries uh, over my my way. Nice. What maneuvers were you? Have you been working on? Um, yeah, well, this last year or so, I've been working more on inverted, um, mm-hmm. and now I'm feeling happy. You know, all four orientations. You know, nose in, tail in, and left, right, and and just starting to move the heli around inverted, and uh, you know, flip it over and screen back across the field inverted, and that, yeah. Sort of still working on inverted. I want to get to the point where I just comfortably fly circuits any which way inverted, you know, and that's yeah. starting to happen on the sim and they're not going in. Um, it's uh, probably probably getting time to do a bit more of that on a real heli out at the field. And been working on um, funnels, which for me hasn't been too hard. Um, on and off sort of been working on uh, what we call remote circles, which is um, nose in and a big um, – like a big circle going around with the nose constantly pointing in. It's one of the gold wing manoeuvres and that's something I've been 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 working on. So transitioning from nose in um, circles to funnels hasn't been that hard, you know. It's just the nose is pointing down a bit more at 45. You've got a bit more collective fed in and you're sort of trying to lock them in and bring them around. But it's just getting that consistency, you know, Yeah. time and time again. Yeah, to lock them in, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you go nose? So you're saying like nose down? Um, yes. Yeah, funnels. I'll be doing them nose down for now. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be being told right? stay, so uh, the not, not cool way. <laughs> I think they're cool. I don't know. Because when but you do I'm them really tight, something. when you do really tight, they're like, you just see like the tail kind of swing around. Yeah. And I think those are cool. All right. Let me see. Is there any other questions you guys want to ask, Mark, before we go into. A next set of questions? <laughs> uh, no, I just the question I had about the blades he answered. So, okay, all right. So let's move into the top ten shotgun round then. All right. 
All right. So, Mark, you're a listener, right? So, you know what this is, right? Yeah, sure. All right. Who'd like to... What order should we do the questions? I'll go first. Okay. And you want to go second? I'll yes. come up third then? Okay. All right. Let's start it up. All right, Mark. Pinch or thumb? Oh, I'm a thumber. Always been a thumber. Awesome. Nitro or electric? Wow, that's electric for me these days. All the nitro gear is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, 550 or 700? Oh, 700, definitely. It's where it's at. Yeah. Nice. Do you know what a fly bar is, and have you flown a fly bar? Yeah. Actually, the um, I mentioned the old line uh, 600. She was a fly bar heli for a couple of years before converting it over, and, and the line 500 was fly bar, again, a couple of years before converting that over, and the early, um, the early 450 was fly bar, and it's still hanging around the workshop somewhere for fly bar on it. So, nice. yeah, I, I know fly bar from the early days. Can nice. I ask what gyro you used on that? Back in the day with the fly bars was the JR. Uh, oh, I think it was okay. that 770 they did. Okay. Uh, yeah, back in the day. Nice. Um, a flying style, scale okay. or 3D? I'd say, well, I won't say scale. Um, I won't say full on hard 3D either. You know, I'm sort of your intermediate sports pilot and mm-hmm. like to rip it around. So, yeah, sort of tend and aspire to 3D. We'll say Sport it that way. D. Yeah, Sport D. There you go. Sport D, nice. Yeah. Okay. And then strap or strapless? Uh, strap for me, always been strapped. Just that one extra, one extra safety hanging on to the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cordless or brushless servos? Uh, tend to be all cordless, I think, on the JR servos I'm running, Kev. Okay. Uh, fuselage style or pod and boom? Oh, pod and boom. Definitely, Andy. Awesome. And then 6S or 12S? Yeah, and 12S. Again, that's where it's at. The power to weight. Power. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and the last question is, does the toilet go clockwise or counterclockwise? <laughs> <laughs> you got too much time on your hands, Kev. <laughs> I do. I really Beautiful. do. <laughs> no, um, do you like larger events or I, I can probably guess this. Or you like the smaller events? Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, the smaller events. Yeah. Okay. I mean, have you been to any large events out there? Do they have anything like big? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, oh, you know, we, we did, and I say did. Um, for us, um, for a lot of years, we had the Costelli Fest, um, and that, that was a big one here in Australia. And, you know, it'd be, it's a different scale and population here to what it is in the US. But for us, you know, there'd be you know, hundreds of pilots, whether it be a couple hundred pilots or something, I suppose, in the day. And, you know, with a bit of decline in the helis, and over the last few years, it sort of weaned out and disappeared. But, you know, we've still got a number of, you know, our smaller uh, fun flies around down in northern New South Wales and up sunny coast and up through central Queensland and they're still around. But, you know, for us, those smaller fun flies, you know, it might be 20, 30 guys come together. But, you know, we're, we're all mates and you all get together and, you know, it's fun to fly and catch up when you're not flying at night and share mm-hmm. a story and a drink. Yeah. Sure. That's awesome, man. That's what it's all yeah. about. It yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know, like I think that camaraderie and that friendship – that's as big or bigger than um, the flying, you know, like to get out there on the Sundays and share a coffee and a story and how's your week been, you know. It, uh-huh. that's, as, that's as much as it is for the, the flying, you know, is having that, that, that peer group around you and a great bunch of friends. Yeah. 
the way I look at it, you know, the RC helicopters, the flying portion of it brings the people together. But what keeps the people together is the camaraderie for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think if you're just flying in a paddock or a backyard, you'd you'd master it and you'd move on. You know, you think mm-hmm. you just don't have the, the fun without the, the friendship around. Yep, that's what keeps us in it. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So let me ask this question. It's kind of outside. Obviously, top ten's done. But um, so when are you? When are you and your boys coming to Urcha? Huh? When are you going to make the trip over to the states? Yeah, oh, wouldn't that geez. be something? Hey. Yeah. Well, I only know. Oh, I was going to say maybe one or two that you know ever went over there or got over there. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's uh, it'd be having to plan like a, a once in a lifetime family holiday as much as it would be getting over there and then trying to find the time. But yeah, that'd be sensational. It that would be, must cool. be just something different, wouldn't it? Yeah, especially with you. You know, you're saying that the scale of the events that you guys have yeah. here aren't as big as you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, the ones here in the states, just because of sheer size of population and stuff and and folks in the hobby, but. You know, I, I feel like Urcha especially, that event is, you know, a good percentage of it is folks traveling internationally and it's, you know. It is the international radio controlled helicopter. Yeah, so you're a part of it, so you have to come. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, cool, cool. All right, so should we move on to news and announcements? Sure. News and announcements. All right, what do we got? X Nova ESC. You yeah, there's a little teaser of that, huh? Mm-hmm. But there's a caveat to that. What's that little fine print that's on that, that mm-hmm. casing? YGE. Yep. So it looks like X- it? So it looks like X Nova, the motor company, has partnered up with YGE who makes ESCs to make ah. an X Nova version of their YEG. It looks very looks similar cool. to you know, like the newer style of ESCs, kind of like looking like the hobby wings. With the heat sink yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. You know what actually looks like to me when I first glanced at it? I thought it was the lime version of the hobby wing <laughs> because of the red <laughs> and then like the fins and everything looked right. very similar. When I right. glanced on it, I was like, wait, oh no, no, X Nova, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so that's cool. And you know, YG makes good ESCs, so it's like, and they have integration. With um, I don't know if this one does, but I know with it, it, their it integration line, it, it has the T, um, something something. So telemetry, like yes. Something T, yes. And that's the the new YGE's um, lineup. Yeah. T series has the all the telemetry and all the the integration stuff. Yeah. So, so that's gonna be cool. Yeah. Oh sure, we'll have to see kind of when more details come out what it's all about, but. Uh, yep. Yeah, it looks we'll neat. See. It's good. Get more of these. Yeah, the more companies the better. Out there. Yeah, you know, more competition speeds up sure. the, uh, you know, innovation. So, for sure. Uh, what else do you have here? Some Oxy news, huh? Yeah, the Oxy Three Two Seventy Pro. Yes. Um, Very nice. I think I forgot about this one last week, or maybe it just come out that I day. I think it just dropped. Yeah. It. Yeah. But um, this kind of looks like. Uh, or what they say, it's more of the um, the base option of the new Turek Edition Oxy Three. Yep. So okay. this is more, I guess. What was the old ones? A Sport, maybe. Yeah. The, like the two different levels. Yeah. So this one's a little less expensive. Um, I don't really know exactly what all is different other than smaller blades. Uh, it comes with the two seventy three. Oh, you um, mean compared to the Turek? T- compared to the Turek. It doesn't have the gold. Uh, yeah. You know, so historically, 
the differences were just the bling and that it came with like the two you know the the oxy direct used to come pre-stretched like that was the only version you could get okay. right okay. um now with the 270 as far as just visually looking at it and looking at the link real quick um it does look like the same um business model as far as you know keeping mm-hmm. a cheaper version of it yeah um with none of the bling but you know, everything's anodized black and to me that's yeah. like enough you know well i i kind of like this better mm-hmm. for me i mean i kind of like the black anodized better than the the gold yeah so i think it might be cool yeah i think it's gonna be yeah. very nice yeah the tail yeah. looks exactly the same they got a close-up of the tail on the website i mean and, it looks uh, exactly the same as the previous right Right. It's probably just a stretch than a few changes. I know the canopy's definitely different. Yeah. The canopy follows a, yep, follows a new style. Which is good because I need some canopies after smashing some shit this year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but so, yeah. Yeah, we've got we to gotta check it out. It's, it's you know, the, the retail price isn't bad. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I may have. No. This might be my... Uh, or a few, yeah. You got X3 replacement, right? Well, no, not for the X3, but um, it might be my first foray into an Oxy3. I might have to try one of these out. Do it. Nice. Uh, XFC? X- yeah, XFC Woo! V2. Uh, they finally announced the site and dates for next year. So, wait a minute. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, go, go. Sorry. July 25. Uh, through 28, 2019, Eli Field, Monticello, Illinois. Okay. Nice. Um, I know it, what you're all confused about, and I saw that too. So we'll get, yeah, we'll get that to that part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I'm glad to see XFC coming back. I mean, we need a, a U.S. based competition somewhere. Yes. So this is kind of exciting. Um, they also announced that Horizon Hobby Distributors have joined as their anchor sponsor for 2019. So very nice. That should be cool. I don't know a whole lot about XFC. I mean, it's kind of been on hiatus since I've been really serious in the hobby. Mm-hmm. But it looks neat because you got the you got the airplanes, the big 3D airplanes, jets, and helicopters all yes. in one competition. So I'm excited to, I'm excited for it. Nice, yeah. That should be interesting, and it's good to, like you said, get that competition back. In yeah, there. I mean, get a little bit of something going on for you know in the U.S. I mean, yeah. yeah, could be interesting. And awesome. we've got a uh, Flyers for Tots Fun Fly mm-hmm. at uh, Cherokee RC Flyers in Morristown, Tennessee. Uh, that's my local club here. And that's t- September 29th through the 30th. Uh, it's basically a fundraiser for uh, the Holiday Hope Fund here in Morristown. Do that every year, kind of try to raise some money, help out the, some kids and stuff. So just kind of want to get to meet Andy. Yeah. Go yeah. meet Andy. Go say, hey, Andy. Maybe. Don't Hopefully. be offended when he okay. says, hey, goober. <laughs> 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 But, I mean, if you're in East Tennessee or something, you know, come on, check it out. Awesome. Um, should be fun. And then our last thing here, um, got a little bit of an update uh, from Urcha on the whole um, dates 
fiasco. They made a post on Facebook um, saying that they're been in meetings, working out a couple different uh, options, basically keeping it the same dates and sharing the site with the Rockets, but only using site four or maybe moving the dates to like the week before, which would be July 24th through the 28th. You mean F- XFC weekend? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so that really seems like that's out of the books. Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess folks, if they had to choose, you know, it, I know yeah, what it I would, would choose, but it would it would suck though yeah. to to lose the pros that want to compete in XFC. Yes. I yeah. mean, so that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, and I don't know so, how far these places are from each other, but you know, because they're both in. Oh, well, so one's in Illinois, one's in Indiana. Yeah, I don't know where Monticello is. Yeah, I mean, I it could close. be within a hour or two hours, or it could be like five hours. I don't know exactly yeah. where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, so we'll see. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get too much into it till we see what happens. But if you want to go read about it, it's on their Facebook. Um, yep, it's, it's on, on the big long thread. The original post, right? Yes, yeah. Yep. So you can dig around, you can find it. That's pretty much all I've got. You guys got any announcements? No. Nope. No. Crickets. I hear crickets. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Australian crickets. I got a quick question for Mark. Yeah. I've heard that everything in Australia tries to kill you. Is this true? If you boil it down, it probably does. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes and scorpions. Yeah, I guess and- it's. Crocodiles. What you're used to, what you grow up with, but um, yeah, if you pull it down, yeah, I suppose. Okay, yeah. I just always wondered about that. Yeah. How about do you guys drive like Mad Max over there? Because that was a thing we had to do when I was a kid. Everybody had to watch oh, that movie. Sure, so I used to. Okay. <laughs> I guess you grow up and mature a bit, Kevin. You slow down, but uh, yeah, yeah that hasn't really more happened yet. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the work truck's a- still taking a flogger, eh, hey, Kev? <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. All right. They, wait a oh, minute. Sorry. Wait a minute. I got one more question. Cool. Do they do they call the police over their main force patrol? No. Okay. I've not heard that term. Hey. Eh? That's from Mad Max MFP. Oh, there you go. No, no, no. <laughs> I was just curious. It's the only time I'm going to get to ask anybody about. That's why I wanted to ask. I, I'm never going to get to talk to anyone from Australia. No. So. What do you mean? You're going to talk to him in person in, in Richard next year. Well, okay. I'll get on you, Steve. <laughs> I, know I, can, I know I could Facebook you know, ask him these questions, but uh, yeah. they start, probably won't come to me. Start planning now for 2020 because the rate it's going, we don't know when the hell 2019 is going to Yeah, be. yeah. 2019 <laughs> can't plan for us. They don't even know. <laughs> right. okay. okay. Let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for you, Steve? South Jersey Heli Group's Heli Gone Wild event. I probably won't be, like, I originally wanted to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, wife put a little kink in those plans. But, um, she's like, oh, yeah. You, you remember, right? I'm like, remember what? Oh, Saturday. Chloe and I both have a dentist appointment, so you have to watch Hunter. I was like, oh, I guess, uh, okay. So, originally I was going to go down Friday. I even have the day off. But um, what I might do, I haven't decided yet, is maybe go down Friday and come back. Or 
I'm just going to go down Saturday afternoon, like once, you know, their dentist appointment's over. So probably, you know, get down there around like one or two o'clock and then stay all day and, and a night until Sunday and then drive back. So, yeah, it's a little wrench in my plans, but it's okay. Um, I thought about bringing him too, but then, yeah, he's not going to fare well. And I, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to do any flying. <laughs> he's going to be running around. So, uh. You know, so yeah, um, he's still they're gonna be like definitely. Steve Yoon is out there from Free Fall. Who's kid is that? Get him off the field. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, I don't know. So it's it's still up in the air. Friday, if I'm gonna go, Friday looks like there's there's some rain, so I'll probably skip on Friday and just kind of, you know, do some maintenance on and make sure everything's good to go for Saturday, and you know, get everything charged up. So as soon as I get down there, I could I could start flying. You could go to um, work. What? I take the day off. Why am I going to go to work when I take What's the day that? off? <laughs> he doesn't know what work is. I took I took this Friday off, and I also took not next Friday, but the Friday after, the next for fall mow down. I'm also thinking about taking off next Wednesday because my generator that I ordered is finally coming in. So I'm like, ooh, I should take a couple of days and get that set up. You just love to torture everything. Kevin, don't you? Why don't you just yes, that's exactly why I'm saying this. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why I'm going. Oh, <laughs> I gotta learn to take my bathroom breaks at this point in time during the recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm just gonna go to this fun fly and uh, you know, try to have fun and throw out some flights. Now cool. when's the full mowdown? That's the weekend after this? No, it's the weekend after the last weekend of uh Okay, so I got I got to check because the wife is having an operation for carpal tunnel, carpal tunnel, and I'm not sure when that's going to happen. But um, if it's happening during Virginia, I'm going to have to tell her she's going to have to postpone it. She's going to have to put ice on it and postpone it for a week. Yeah, let me know how that one works. Yeah, Kev. Yeah, I looked over my shoulder before I actually said that. (laughs) Make sure she wasn't here. Yeah, say what I want when she's not around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is that it, Steve? Yep, that's it. What am I going to be doing, you ask? Possibly going down to the uh, South Jersey event because I got called into work on Sunday, so I'm probably going to go on down Saturday and be waving to Steve on the way back up as he's going <laughs> on Saturday. Wait, yeah. so you got you got work where on Sunday? Why not just drive the truck down there, bring your camping gear? <laughs> Leave the cabin gear in my car. I don't care. I'm just, you know, um, camp out and go to work. Who cares? Because uh, it's going to be, I didn't. I wanted to get at least some sleep because work's gonna, it's going to suck. We're, we're working in this enormous building out at White House Station, and we have to change uh, a bunch of equipment out. If I get tuned up and half, you know, night's sleep, it's not going to be too good. I don't know. I'll see. I'll, I'll see how it's going to work. Yeah. I have to figure out because I might get called in Saturday too. Uh, and I mean, the boss called me up and he was like, you're the only, you basically told me you're the only guy that knows our intercom systems and we have to, we have to change a bunch out and reprogram a lot of stuff. And I was like, all right, no problem. I'll be there, you know, trying to be that guy, even though uh, Kevin, 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 the ball on me a few times. I know you complain about work and all this stuff. And then they're like, you got to do this. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. But I understand. Work's work, and you got to get it done, get paid. And it's all going to be that much sweeter when I say, guess what? Thanks for the raise you gave me last week, but I'm leaving. I'm going to Florida. 
Yeah. That and also it's going to be sweeter when you like get that paycheck and that time and a half is on there and you're like, yeah, pays for the yeah. motor, the ESC. I need a motor and ESC. Yeah. Yep. So that's cool. Yes, sir. Got to pay for this, this this addiction we have one way or another. Yeah. All right. That's it for what me, about man. You, Andy? Um, I should have an Oxy 4 Max. Woo! Really? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Nice. So, um, I'm planning to take the electronics from one of my Protos 380s. One of your Protos 380s? Well, yeah, I have two. I, I have two flying. Two cr- well, I have two crashed ones right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I have one and a half, I guess I should say. Okay. As I bought uh, one from uh, Walt, the Heli Hooligan, yeah, but it yeah, just yeah. got servos and the motor. It doesn't have an ESC or anything. Okay. But um, so I got to do a little research and see if the uh, motor will work. Oh yeah, it'll it's work. Twenty-eight twenty, eight ninety yep. kv. Yep, I yeah. think so you can fit up to thirty twenty. If that works, then everything will be good. I've got like a 60 amp ESC and perfect, yeah, the micro servos. So this should work out okay, I think. What kind of servos do you got? Uh, I've got some of the little KST uh, 215 something, something, yeah, 215 MG, yeah. And I'll probably use a mini, uh, I got a BK 5000, whatever. Tail mm-hmm. I may just throw that in there. Yep, Kid that'll work too. Test it out. Yep, sweet. So. Dude, you have everything. You know, you have a Neo. Yeah, yeah. you have everything then. Yeah. You know, yeah. do you have twenty two hundred success or eighteen hundred success? Yeah, I have uh, seven eighteen hundred success. You're done. You're set. You so, have that heli built in a weekend. That's what I run in my three. So basically, it looks like everything pretty much the same as the three eighty. It is. So yeah. I have, you know. I'll put it in there and see how it goes. I mean, I'll eventually fix one of these 380s because I really like that little thing, the Protos. But so it'll be good to compare this one against the Protos and see which one I like better. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, and that's then, my and plan. Then, and then let me know when you sell the Protos 380s. <laughs> okay, you know, looking for one? No, no, I'm not looking mm. for one, but I know you're going to sell it though. That's how <laughs> confident I am in uh, Oxy Line. I actually want to build. I actually want to turn one of them into a, a speed helicopter. That'd be or, cool. Yeah, a little nice. 380 size, maybe make it like 8s or something. Sure. So yeah. I might try to do that. The one I got from Walt is the Evolutione. Okay, so, I got one, the so it's got that. You know the long, the big canopy that wraps into the boom and all. So it would it would make a decent little small size speed heli i think i might can try I, that can i interest you in some tracking hardware tracking that, hardware for that yeah, 380 I might, speed i might heli. need it yeah. <laughs> oh well you will definitely i don't I, know i actually saw because of the problem i had with the 285 losing it in the beans i actually was online looking at a couple of different things and one thing i saw which was really tiny that the quad guys use is a battery powered chirping device thing that they can trigger, but then if it loses, you know, it's voltage from your flight battery, it'll chirp. It has two settings. It'll, okay. it'll, it'll chirp yeah, every four cool. seconds for like 12 hours or it'll chirp every 10 seconds for like three days. Oh, wow. So aside from me being able to annoy the crap out of my neighbors for three days straight, <laughs> I think I'd be able to find a helicopter if I lost it. Yeah, why don't you just throw one of those in their yard or something? Yeah. 
So the flight controllers I use, like the what I used to use when I used to fly quads, um, they have like that built in. Right. Mm-hmm. I could never hear it. It was never loud enough. Chirp. Really? Yeah. I had thing, one with it. It was loud as hell. Yeah, this thing's like one of those louder ones that has like okay. the the megaphone looking like the. Is that um, a piezo like, little speaker? No, it's like a blower okay. fan looking thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Really then small. that one you might be able to hear. But I mean, why don't you just put a GPS sensor or yeah, I mean, or put a tile on it? Do. You know, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, could jump a GPS sensor straight onto a Neo. Is there a Neo in that, Kev? Yeah, yeah. So and you can know your speed when you're doing your crazy yeah. runs. No, I don't. Ha- I don't have any Neos. I'm on the Jetty, but Jetty has its all kinds of other GPS sensors. You can do, do no, no, I'm saying for Kevin so that he can find. Oh, for Kevin, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm bound to lose something else for sure. Well, I mean, he's progressing, yeah, so he's going to much- be pushing. How big is that GPS thing, though? Oh, it's maybe twenty mil, twenty mil square. It's not real it's like, it's big, like a size any. Of a quarter. Heavy. Okay. No, it's all plastic and one PCB board, and there's not like there's not much to it. Okay, cool. I'll have to look that up. Mark, send me a link or something. Did you Facebook. guys hear? Um, yeah, you could. Yep. You could have. You could have one. I have bills. <laughs> you could <laughs> have nice. bills. <laughs> Did you guys hear? Um, Walt and Ed talking about some tracking stuff on the Hooligan podcast. Yeah. Mike? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about a couple different um, little uh, GPS thing. Or No, he was talking about one that wasn't even GPS. You just used a... Um, yeah, use a proprietary little device to, to like track a, it. I don't know. It emitted a radio signal, and then you could scan it with, a, I guess, like a wand or something. So that yeah. would work, too. I don't know. I have this little thing that's like a tile. It'll tell you where it is. It'll tell you how close you are to it. Yeah, that'd work. That'd probably work too, you know. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a couple of ways of doing that. But, yeah, I think you'll be fine. Um, I think I'm going to need all three ways of doing it. <laughs> no, just remember, when you're pushing, you just start pulling. That's all. I got to pull. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a balance of push-pull. Yeah. It's all the course for the uh, small size is only a uh, hundred meter instead of two hundred meters, so it wouldn't be as far out as the the big helis. Well, I mean, this is an oxy three, so it's not as big as the three eighty. But when I was drag racing, we were drag racing hundred kilometers, and that thing was gone. Hundred kilometers, was, not hundred kilometers, but whatever, a hundred feet, and that thing meters. was a hundred meters. That's what it was. Yeah. It was gone. It was a dot. Like, but you were also flying it 100 meters away from yourself instead of standing in the middle and going 50 meters each way. True, but you, you're not actually going to be doing 50 meters each way. Like, the course is laid out for 100. Right. No, I know. I know. So you're going to be well over, you know, 75, 100. You'll probably be 100. Yeah, especially. 100 each way, probably. Yeah, doing Maybe. altitude and stuff, right? So, but yeah, yeah. I, might, I might not be able to see it. That's true. I don't know. Just put a Knowing GPS me, on it it'll be case. like two years before I get around to doing it, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, anything else, Andy? Nah, that's pretty much it. What about you, Mark? Oh, we're always looking forward to a, another day out at Dakar, but the forecast is rain this weekend, so still a little way out, so I don't know what, what we're expecting on the weekend. I'll uh, probably keep keep tinkering with that um, FPV and I think eventually, I think a wing 
will be the, the go. Um, a couple of guys flying, I think it was something called a Tech Sumo. It was like an electric wing that Hobby, Hobby King did. Yep. yep. Strapping um, FPV cameras onto them and they seem to be seem to be pretty easy to fly, no bad vices, easy to launch them. So that, that could be a go there. And then obviously if had a Line 250, um, still want to have a bit of a tweak around with the setup on that and see if see if I can't get that flying a bit better or get that flying flying well as a pod and boom. Nice. I'll definitely have a look at that size setting, Steve, and um, I'll bounce that off you and let you know how it goes and see what your opinion is or what's in there now. Yeah, yeah. Curious to know if that, that does it. Yeah, because, I mean, I run the 255, the Oxy. And mm-hmm. 255, I could, I could check my settings on that too. You probably run it as uh, 40 size because I don't think you've ever adjusted. Like you probably did other 450 and that's around the 40 size they put in there. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. So There's some new blades floating out here in Australia. Did you see Rotatech did the new Ultimates? Mm-hmm. Oh, They're like yeah. a black blade with an orange yeah, tip, but I think they've got a different section, a different profile on them. Yeah. And, um, They're supposed to be very nice blades. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, might 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 get me a set of them and give them a give them a try on one of the seven hundreds. Yeah, man, they look really cool at night under lights. Yeah, oh, yeah, with the orange tips. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Yeah, yeah the course. aiming guys were flying them at Urcha and stuff, and they look awesome. They look good. Mm-hmm. They look like they perform, you know, really well. Yeah, so it could be, could be something those? else. Rotor tech. Um, Rotor okay. Yeah. RT blades. Yep. Cool. All right. So should we wrap it up? Sure. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. So Facebook likes we are at 813. That's plus four this week. And uh, I got four names. Ain't that fancy, huh? Wow. The planets <laughs> have aligned. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. We're in like retrograde or some shit. <laughs> All right. So we have Bradster Adamus, Justin Wright, GR Baker. Oh, and I know this name. My friend, Lincoln Everard. Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, Lincoln from the uh, nice. the RC Hose, as he likes to put them. Say. Lincoln's going to go do hurricanes in a hurricane, he said. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and he's crazy yeah. enough to do it. Yeah, he probably could. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, what do we got for Facebook comments? Facebook comments. We got a comment or a bunch of comments on a post that... Steve put in reference to the RC Fall Heli Mowdown 2018 at Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, will you be there? And Dave Crawford says, looks like I'll be square and not there. Our buddy <laughs> Dave, longtime listener and good friend Dave. Um, Maria Yoon said she wasn't sure. <laughs> Steve's <laughs> wife. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle Schneider said he'd be there for sure. No better way to spend his birthday weekend. So if you're there and you see Kyle, say happy birthday. Marianne has Storch said, I'll be there. Mike Sobey said, hell yeah, we'll be there. And then Mike Sobey also said, Kevin, don't tell, tell Steve, but McTube, McToon is smuggling a plank down there for me. Wahaha. Yeah. <laughs> and Eric Breckenbach said, I'm working on it. Nice. So awesome. If you're down cool. there, go say hi to everybody, especially Kyle. Say happy birthday. He's probably like 22. Guy looks young as hell. I don't know what he, I don't know. I don't know how old he is, but he looks like a young guy. But I don't think he's young. Kyle I'm not saying he's old. Yeah. How old do you think he is? Um, I'm going to say 30 something. 
Yeah. I don't Probably know. low 30s or mid 30s? I think he's in. I, he looks like he's in his 20s. So I don't know. Kevin's an old man. Everyone looks young to him. Every, exactly. And on that note, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> it's past my bedtime. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, website comments. What do we got for website comments? Well, we had a back and forth between Javier and I'm not sure who it was. Was that you, Steve? And he said, um, I don't know what the heck he said. What the heck? He wanted to go bad. Oh, Javier wanted to go to Chris's event bad. I guess he was commenting on our our, uh, last episode talking about things. And and he said, and you said that, uh, I don't know if Andy's comment was directed exactly to you javier for not having a facebook page yeah so he said that he feels like that that comment was directed to him i don't um, even know what i said you said something about there I'll are people out facebook. there that don't, oh, that have, don't facebook. have facebook yes yes yeah but that's all right javier there's other people that don't have facebook i'm sure there's probably a lot of people but i can't I think of know. one right now my mother even has <laughs> facebook She's seventy something. There's probably um, people out there. I don't my know. in-laws don't have Facebook. They're not on Facebook, but they're eighty and ninety. So, yeah, so they're too old for Facebook. But you know, maybe maybe there there's other folks that are too young for Facebook. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how old or young Javier is. He's probably younger because everybody looks younger to me. Because <laughs> I'm ancient. <laughs> Fifty-one, uh, and I can still kick some ass. All right. Um, what, what are we doing next? Man? <laughs> okay. People of Podbean. People of Podbean. Oh, my God. I can bring this up. <laughs> All right. Jeep World 2002 and Mike Welch both liked episode 141, Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree. Frog Dog started following us. PVGHJ, Jericho Byrne started following us. And PBG5F9B103. Start following us. So thank you, everybody, for following us and uh, commenting and liking, and the comments will follow. Yep. So we have six days ago, Jared4454 says, wait for that Kraken, Steve. Oh, yeah, uh, the Kraken. Yeah, I don't know when that's supposed to come out, though. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to get that. Nice. Look forward to hearing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jordan MCF556. I am also on Jetty with zero Nitro experience. Listening to y'all talk about able to check temps. I have been using Jetty's MT-125 temperature probe sensor on my electrics. All I can say is install that thing. Your tuning by temp will, def- uh, will benefit massively. Great show, guys. Jay. Thanks, Jay. Awesome. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, Thanks. Uh, Jeep World 2002, four days ago, says, Thanks, guys, for reminding me how sluggish I am at 41 bunch of emoji icons poor bill needs to mark each beer on his hand so he can keep track think <laughs> <laughs> so he needs to leave those beers alone and eddie maybe do a shot instead yeah um pondering face emoji icon <laughs> get it over with in one shot right yeah right like why why fill your either stomach that, up with beer and just either you know, that or you got to give him a sharpie so every time he gets a beer he can ride it on his arm <laughs> I mean, kettle one, you'll actually f- won't feel as bad waking up the next yeah, morning. It's definitely cleaner, yeah. Yeah. Uh, G Pro two thousand two four days ago says Steve, if you or anyone buys one of buys one and needs a two S charging cable for the Pulse Defender, PM me or message me. I can hook you up. Cool. 
Nice. Thank you. Uh, G Pro 2002, three days ago. Steve, those Campinos suck. Some add a tad, but a uh, bit uh, of Loctite. Top bit of Loctite, then loosen, but keep white Loctite residue on the studs. It would work better. I switched the push ones uh, from SAB. Works well. If you stay sock, stock, shoot me a message via Master or your address, and I'll send you my stock ones I don't use. Winky eye thingy emoji icon. Thank you. Uh, I actually ordered the ones for the Goblin 700. I like those. I, I don't know what they're called. They're originally called Tanek, I think, or Tanek was one of the main companies I made one. Made those before SAB started producing ones just like them. Um, uh, Ricky Cricky is the one who told me about that. He he had them on all his helicopters. So I actually ordered those. They're kind of big. They're 700 size, but the way they mount should work perfectly for the 500 too. So I'm going to give those a try. Yeah, I had those on my 570. Right, the push ones. You had you had the you had the RC Buyas, which I don't personally like because the studs stick out way too far. Like the canopy never was sitting on top of the boom. Hmm. So okay, but, I but never had are, problems with them. But those are the RC Buya ones, the black ones. They're like the black studs sticking out, and you had just a push button um, canopy on the ground on the canopy itself. Yeah, it kind of floated in the grommet. Yeah, the problem with those that I, I used to have is they used to always fall out on me, and I used to lose them. Same thing uh, with like the N seven ones, the keychain they call them the keychain canopy. Um, yeah. Ones I always used to lose them because they'd fall out of the canopy and the grommet. So, but the SAB ones they lock in there. You screw a back cover onto the the canopy. It's the mechanism itself, and then the one on the helicopter is just a like a ball link that sticks out. So it just like you know clamps onto that ball link and. I've been using it on my Nitro and my electric 700s with no issues. So I figured, let me just buy a set. You know, whatever's 30 bucks, just get over with. I don't know, Andy. Boom striking, canopy mounts coming off. Maybe he just needs to fly something concrete <coughs> and so he doesn't have this problem. I don't know. I don't know. Can I fly too your, aggressive. Can I, can I fly your 690 at 2200 RPM? No, you can, <laughs> but I'm going to bring my motorcycle helmet. <laughs> yeah, sure. You could just just sit back in the the what do you call it? Was it the paddock area, the uh, the pits area? Just sit back there and just videotape your helicopter. See if I could boom strike it. No, you bring a spare boom. Spare boom. Spare boom. Bring a yeah. spare helicopter. Nah, I got I got a set of blades. If I break your blades, but the boom, just bring a spare boom. It's belted. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't think I could though. I don't know. I but don't anyway. know if I, I really want to put it through that. It's been a great helicopter. <laughs> All right, let's move it on here. Um, oh, this is a long name. Alan Matusik Robinson, uh, I'm going to say. Don't forget the Opti Ultra Guard has a storage mode as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. I'd forgotten about that, actually. I looked it up. If you huh. press the button, like when you turn it off, if yeah. you hold it for five seconds, it goes into discharge mode, and then it stops at storage voltage. So if nice. you just hold the button yeah. for five seconds, it will put itself in storage charge, awesome. basically. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. That's good to know. I totally yeah, forgot man. about it. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Thank you, Alan Matusik. Yeah, man. Robinson. Uh, Robinson. Uh, BVGHJ, every time I listen to these episodes, it makes me toy around with the idea of getting a plane. Oh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Do it. Get a plane. Be a well-rounded RC individual. Yeah. Do what, do what most helicopters do when they buy planes. They 
buy a plane to relax, and then they fly the plane like a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. <laughs> uh, and then VVGHJ, just a couple hours ago, said, Kevin, glad to hear that you were able to find your Oxy. I lost a T-Rex 600 DFC once and never found it. Oh. Anyways... Hey, Steve, where's the specs on the PC build? <laughs> if you posted it somewhere and I did not see it, my apologies. I'm sorry, Jericho Byrne. I have been slacking on that. I will do that tonight. I'm recording this podcast Tuesday. I will message you. Um, I don't know how I will message you. Oh, the email. You sent me an email. I'm going to reply back to your email tonight. Uh, once we're done with this podcast, I'll log on to my computer and pull the specs for you. If he doesn't do it tonight, make him take a day off and do it for you jerry that sounds good to me i <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't win <laughs> no you can't i'm <laughs> so sorry <laughs> all right so first i want to thank mark for taking the time for joining us on the show and sharing yes. your experience yes cheese cause yes man fantastic having you on the show yes man. fantastic Excellent. I, I think mark is no 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 i don't know it's it's got to be a close second or first on distance from, say, I don't know, from Kevin and I or or just in the East Coast part of U.S., uh, the furthest person we've had on the show. The only, oh, other person I could, the only person I could think of is George's, but I don't know how far that is from, like, if that's, like, further or closer, you know, what this yeah, is like. I don't know. Oh, well, George's is where? Germany? No, Southeast Asia. Somewhere? Uh, Hong Kong, I believe. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Where he lives. So Australia, might, I think, is further. I think Australia, yeah. Probably. The other hemisphere. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. Yeah. Long damn way. Yeah. Is it tomorrow over there? It is. Or is it, it yesterday? Is actually, yeah, Working. Yeah, it is. Oh, sorry. Am I not supposed to say that? <laughs> 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 He's not working. He took the day off. He's pulling a Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Pulling a Steve. Living the uh, dream. Living the dream. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks again mark um yeah that's yeah, all good do you have all any contact course. info that you want to uh, yeah, sure share? i tend to lurk around facebook uh mark ritchie okay. rc on facebook uh can hit me up there nice oh nice and yeah. mark's always posting great write-ups and pictures of his adventures out in the uh flying field and sometimes indoors with his buddies and uh yeah it's, it's a good time I, I enjoy reading your stuff, Mark. I don't get a chance to read it all the time, but, uh, huh? you know, it's always there, so I get a chance to, to check it out. That's good. That's nice to know that someone, someone reads it, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good, good. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Uh, wait, I didn't mention it. iTunes reviews? No, right? Uh, we have nothing new on iTunes. Ah, okay, yeah. See, I, I knew I that. I thought that I was just going to get away with not even mentioning it. Well, I was I was gonna say anything until I saw that my next line that I'm supposed to say in the outro is drop us an iTunes review. <laughs> so okay. and I was like, wait, we didn't talk about that. So, anyways, drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail dot com. Like us on Facebook, facebook dot com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rc podcast dot show. That show. Say hi to Chris Reibert. Hi, Chris Reibert. Hey, Chris. <laughs> uh, flight test forums off the field audio video production other than flight test podcast free policy podcast sitting next to our friends the ft community cast hey mike and pat and shout out to dave yeah shout out to our farm manager dave and the uh unemployed stefan who 
has not done a podcast in I don't know how long, and they said he was going to be fired if he didn't do one. <laughs> and dude, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know. But he's family, so I'm, I'm curious if they're going to follow through with that. Well, they didn't. You know, you know? I'm not just that saying. I want to see anybody get fired, but yeah, let's, yeah, no, let's get sure. a show together. Yeah, seriously. What's going on? Get a show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> rcheliehangouts.com forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free for RC podcast. Next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Walt Ned. The Full Pitch podcast. Jimmy Jones, Javier, Scott, and Frank. Mordiaos. All right. And tell the Rotor podcast. Nick, Mike, uh, Sammy, Joe, Frank, Dennis, Bob, Jack, and Billy. I don't know. I think you got Sorry. it. I think I got it. Close enough. And also want to give a shout out to uh, the BK podcast. Um, the last episode of Nitro stuff was pretty good. And it went over It went over an hour. Yes. Yeah, they're creeping up, man. Yeah, they're like an hour longer five. And no, yeah, it is creeping. Oh, yeah, yeah. That means Bert won't listen to his own show. He won't. I'm sure he doesn't either. Anyway, <laughs> no, but that was a great episode. I'm glad you brought it up because I tore apart the nitro that, you know, that past weekend. I just listened to that episode yesterday and I was like, wow, I actually can relate to a couple of things they're talking about. Yeah. I, I kind of like how they started the episode too. It's just like, I hate nitro. I hate nitro. Nitro's a pain in the ass. Nitro's a pain in the ass. And they're like, okay, but here's the good parts of nitro. <laughs> and here's the hour long episode. Yeah. About nitro. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was cool, man. And that was just like the surface of Nitro, because they, they could have gone into it way more than that. Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll do a part two. Maybe. I think they said they were going to do something like that. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Awesome. All right. Thanks to our listeners. Thank you, Mark, for coming on the show. And yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. We are Skies, and we'll see you next time. See you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, yeah, I say cheers. Cheers. Wait, so who says cheers? I mean, I know London folks say cheers, and I think Dublin folks say cheers, the UK in general, I guess. And then Tim Aussie Tim. guys. Yeah, Aussie guys, yeah. So, Mark, was Paul Hogan a big, like, guy in Australia as much as, like, he was really, yeah. like, under... He was an underground, like there was only a certain few people that watched the Paul Hogan show back in the 80s, like here. But was he big in Australia? Yeah, he's like, um, you know, the good old days of real wholesome TV and funny skits and everything yeah. that Hogs was back in the day. And uh, nice. he was part of family entertainment um, every week. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Because he seemed like a nice guy and uh, very creative. I, I love this show. Yeah, but definitely. It, it, it really, it, I don't know, it was on late at night over here, and I don't think a lot of people got it, but, man, me and my friend Jerry, we loved it. Yeah. Yeah, then were the days. That's good to hear, though. Yeah, it's different, um, d- different, different take on comedy these days, for sure, to what it was back then. Oh, man, yeah. And Benny Hill and uh, the goodies. Benny and, Hill, uh, Benny Hill. Hill, yeah. <laughs> back in the day, yeah. It's today. It's like uh, my wife will be watching something, and I'll be like, "Oh, th- another penis joke." Like, <laughs> is that all they know anymore? It's just a uh, yeah. The young yeah. ones. Did you get that over there? The young ones. The young ones. Yeah. 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 The the one guy with the long hair, right? Yeah, that just come back to me. Yeah, the young ones. 
The young ones. How's that possible? First of all, my account doesn't start with Steve. It uses my legal names. Well, that's what it is. Oh, really? Yeah. How's that possible? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't even put this on here. I looked in my computer. Must be logged into it because I put the link on there. So you just went to the link. Oh, that's weird. Because I went to the cart and it had it had the uh, V Bar Neo aluminum black case. Kevin, are you still in Steve's identity? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm appropriating his identity. It's all right. Steve Dude. is a victim of identity appropriation. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what else do we have here? I don't see no new document. CNET. Remember when CNET was a show? You watch, they had tech reviews and all sorts of weird stuff. I miss CNET. I miss Techzilla. I miss Veronica Belmont. Oh, shit! Hey. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's right. Kevy, Mark, how are you, mate? Hey, Mark! Let me turn this reverb <laughs> off. I thought I fired that sound guy. Holy <laughs> cow, <laughs> man. He broke back Fell into in your house. Hey, Andy's there. How are you, mate? Hey, how's it going? Good, mate. This is amazing. Right. So, you got me from the, the big land down under. Yeah. Now, it's good to catch up with you guys. It's been too long. Definitely, yeah, man. man. This is awesome. Like I said, I can stop podcasting after this show. I'm done. Come <laughs> on. Dropping, <laughs> dropping the mic. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how my internet holds up today too. Hopefully, oh, I don't geez. get that that uh, what do you call it, the uh, Dark Vader or the no? What was it? You call it Max Hedrum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, these well, are flash from the past. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how many kids know what that is today. None, <laughs> none. Maybe, maybe like five kids that like might have watched Back to the Future two and saw it in there, <laughs> but they don't know what it, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just know. They just think it's something it. from the eighties. Yes. Uh, now we appreciate you taking the time to do this, uh, especially because the the time difference and that you know you're you're basically yeah, that's all right. Book, book yourself for a two hour meeting. <laughs> that's all right. Um, that's fine, guys. Um, I don't mind. Um, the boss is a good guy. Um, I asked myself uh, it'd be all right, and um, I said it'd be all right, so I booked the time out, and here we go. <laughs> 